0: And, uh, if something, if I review something that's a little bit hard to find, then what I'll do is, is I'll give you recommendations on stuff that's, you know, might be a little bit similar. Right. So I do my research on that too. Good deal.
1: And, awesome. And, and like I said, <clears throat> after having a few pours with Jim and the hotter stuff, yeah. when he first mentioned you, Jason, you know, I thought it was. Smashed and drunk. Smashed <laughs> <laughs> and drunk. And,
0: and I said, if you go back to my early episodes and watch my bowel proof lights, probably getting close to smashed and drunk. <laughs> so
1: you know, we try a few samples with you, but
0: anyway. Right. So we no.
2: we want a we want a fun show called Smashed and Drunk. Oh, yeah. I'll, the, I'll the, work on that one. I mean, <laughs> like the, the third
1: pour with with Bourbon Road
0: here. Yeah, Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Randy. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back.
2: We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Loghead's Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com.
1: It was a bit of a rough night last night, wasn't it? I don't know. We got a little off the chain. A lot of pours there, Jim. It was. <laughs>
2: so this is our first uh, ever third pour episode. I think I'm going to like these. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. So A little more laid back. Just for, for those who are not familiar with what we're talking about, third pour episode is an episode where we don't do an interview. We don't talk to a guest and ask them about their history and what they do and all that kind of stuff. This is just about
1: enjoying some fine pours with friends. And to me, that's what the bourbon culture is all about, really, is is that whole camaraderie, sharing some good times. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, I think we call it the third pour because our normal interview episodes have a first and a second pour associated with them, which sometimes goes out the window. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but third pour is just a play on that. It just basically means... We don't know how many pours we're going to have. We're just going to have a good time, and uh, in this particular episode, yeah, this one was special. It was. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we got to sit down with uh, some friends who have uh, uh, YouTube channels uh, uh, with whiskey,
1: uh, and and a, a
2: a double blind did a double blind bottle share. Yeah. So we had uh, we had on the show we had uh, Jason from the Mash and Drum Whiskey Room smashed and drunk yeah yeah <laughs> uh we had uh we had Scott from my bourbon journey right uh and then we had dusty Dan trout from uh dusty Dan's whiskey reviews yeah he's his his
1: podcast I'm not podcast but YouTube uh shows coming up
2: not so he's he's actually pulling the trigger on that anyway we had a great time uh this this episode is running about twice as long as a normal episode yeah.
1: So get ready. Get
2: ready. You're getting both barrels here. That's right. Well, we've got a nice little break in between each bottle. We have five bottles to that we do in this blind bottle share. And, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll go over the rules when we, when we do the episode, but just to let everybody know, uh, you definitely need to stick it out. Yep. Don't, don't tune in and tune out. You definitely want to come back for each of the pours, And then at the end, it's, it's a great reveal. And, uh, It's it's it was a lot of fun,
1: and we all agreed that
2: roadmap was the best. That's right. Now I have to listen to find out what roadmap was. There you go. All right. Well, let's get to it. All right. Sounds good. All right.
1: Hey, Randy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well and about to be doing better.
2: Yeah, we are in uh, Simpsonville, Kentucky tonight, and we've got some great guests with us. Who do we have?
3: Uh, Scott. So, uh, Randy, Jim, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it very much. Uh, been looking forward to this since you kind of reached out. So, uh, thank you again. Uh, again, my name's Scott Page. Uh, I run the My Bourbon Journey uh, Whiskey Review Channel. Uh, so, uh, yeah, again, thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you here, Scott. Uh, Jim Randy, thanks again for uh, having me on. I am Jason C. Uh, Jason Calori from the and Drum Whiskey Room, also a YouTube review channel. Uh, thank you so much for the support. all uh, well, you know, since I started, uh, Jim and Rani, uh thanks for again for having me on. Yeah, Jim and Randy,
4: thank you. Um, I'm Dan Trout or Dusty Dan Trout. Um, don't currently have a YouTube review channel, but I'm looking to do one. Here in the near future, so and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. thank you both.
1: Dan. All right, We've got some heavy hitters here tonight. Yeah, all we right. do.
2: So we're we're actually doing something we haven't done before, Randy. So tonight we're going to have a blind bottle share. I guess you would call this a double blind bottle share
1: because and it's double blind because we don't know who brought what and we don't know what it is. That's right. right? So
2: so our wives, Randy, Randy's wife Julie, and my wife Melody, uh, sent us all downstairs. And then they took the five bottles that we brought, and they um, divided them into 375-milliliter flasks labeled A, B, C, D, and E. So each one of us has our bourbon in one of those flasks. Now, we don't know which one is which, but the ladies were kind enough to put a key in a sealed envelope over there. And we're going to taste each one of these tonight, and we're going to talk about them, and uh, we're going to pick a winner. And I guess whoever's bottle wins gets the grand prize tonight, which was donated by uh, Bourbon Barrel Rehab, they're a barrel art company here in Louisville, Kentucky, and they have made a very nice uh, flight serving tray.
1: Yeah, I, I think it would be great when you take my picture with that uh, with the serving <laughs> tray there. <huh>? <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> how, the, how the confidence starts <laughs> off early. And so I'm it begins. so it begins, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So we
2: have already poured bottle A. So each of us have a Glencairn, and we already have bottle A in our glass. And uh, I guess the best thing to do here, guys, is just to... Uh, Uh, Start the tasting process. Nose them, taste them, talk about them, uh, rate them, and uh, and we'll move on. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good, Jim. All right.
3: Is it okay if I answer what this is immediately?
2: Well, you're going to spoil it for the rest of (laughs) us. You you might feel like you might feel real
3: uh, proud of yourself. I don't even think it's mine.
0: Anybody calling out any notes on the nose? I'm getting right off the bat. a ton of caramel, caramelized sugar, is an oak. First thing I get. It's a really nice dark color here. It is kind of dark. It's a it's a dark amber. Yeah, so, very dark amber. So this one probably has spent
2: just a little bit of time in the, in the wood, huh? I would guess. Yeah, it's got. A, I, I think we're we're dealing with something here with a little bit of rye in it. Not a rye.
3: Yeah, definitely not a rye, but could possibly be a high rye.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to call out the standard notes because it definitely has the you know the caramel vanilla note yeah, to it, but yeah, my first sip on the
3: palate, <clears throat> I got a huge burst of citrus here, just delicious. You know, I guess the other thing we didn't mention for the people watching or listening live, um, the way this coats the glass, yeah, fantastic. So
0: maybe maybe nice something natural filtered potentially. So That's that got some proof to it, I think. Um, mm, the rye spice that you mentioned, Jim. That pepperiness I'm getting right on the front of the palate and it's kind of staying on the tip of my tongue as it works its way back, you get some of that oak and then all of a sudden on the finish I'm just getting a whole burst of citrus and caramel. Just really great from front to back.
4: Yeah, I mean like like he said, you know, right off the bat that that nice spiciness hits the front, Made it continues and then in the end you get the that that lemony orange zest that goes down, but I'm also picking up
3: just say it. Go ahead. It's all right. I'm
4: actually I'm getting like a little bit of like a, a strawberry
0: jam. Maybe. Oh, really? A little bit. Oh, interesting. Oh interesting. interesting. I thought you were going to say the, on I, the finish. I thought you were going to say marzipan. <laughs> no, no, no marzipan. <laughs> now is he wearing an ascot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is starting to shape up for me like a baked apple pie. A ton of baking spices on the palate. Cinnamon spice, but that black pepper. This is, I would guess, this is a high rye high rye bourbon, definitely a lot yeah, of spice. I agree. And and I'm not saying spice in the sense of, um, it, it definitely tastes like a high proof, but I think it's not coming across as a high proof. It's coming across as a rye spice, really beautiful peppery notes here. And how about that finish?
2: I mean, it just kind of, it's really given me this nice, warm, yep. welcoming. There's a hug there, but I mean, my mouth just, I'm, I'm, just sitting here waiting for that next sip. I really want that next sip.
3: Yeah, it's a really, really nice long finish on this.
4: And it, I mean, it really does coat the palate, though. I mean, it's just—it's just there. It's not going. It's not going away. It's literally on the sides of my tongue, on the tip of my tongue, and then all through the. I mean, the finish of it. it's really nice. anybody want to try and just just for the fun guess
2: distillery? No, we're not going to know until the end. But just for fun,
0: Four Roses. That was my guess. Four roses. Hmm. I don't know. One say
4: it's I don't think I don't think this is a four roses. Say maybe uh the rye
0: kind of takes you in that direction, right? The spice it, it,
4: it does a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um But four roses, the one thing I will say is four roses has never give me that that much spice on the front of the palate, which has thrown me off a bit. We'll usually get it on the back, not so much the front end, so and it did hit you with quite a bit of heat, like right away. Yeah.
3: But for me, that what triggered that was a little bit for roses when you start getting into those, um, you know, barrel strength type. The private you know, barrel selects. Well, not maybe not even private barrel, but just, yeah, I mean,
0: I guess it would be, I yeah. guess it would be that, but. I'm actually starting to pick up some earthy, a little bit of earthy notes now. Yeah, the pepperyness this, on this has blown my mind.
3: I thought it was going to dry out much more than yeah. it did. I was expecting it to dry out based on the profile that it had with the high rye and just where it was going. I thought it would have dried out more than it did, and it never really did that. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's keep sipping on this for a minute. And uh,
2: what I'd like to do is um, just get your guys, you guys – you guys watched the Derby this year? Yeah.
5: Yeah? <laughs> Everybody watching? it?
3: What are your thoughts on uh, that finish and what happened there? Well, I guess I would say initially up front, I don't know if many people outside of the professionals who are used to watching that noticed it. I, we didn't, you know, now we were watching it in a bar and we never really saw the, the interference that they were talking about. So until they started kind of breaking it down and, and what they were looking for, you could see the argument, that they were making that the judges or officials were, were making, but I don't know. My, my opinion is that, I mean, I think they made a very bold decision in, in what they did, but looking back at the, the official decision that they made, I think based on that, it was probably the right, the right decision. Um, I mean, he moved a fair amount out of his lane to block that guy that forced him to have to essentially shut his horse down a little bit to prevent injury because had he not maybe done what he did, that could have been an absolute disaster. Right.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, I think people around the world have an opinion on this. Certainly. I think everybody in Louisville, Kentucky is talking about it. Certainly we all have very strong opinions about it, but Randy, what do you think?
1: Let me pull out my epistle here. Oh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) look look, folks, you, you got to keep in mind the factors that go into this. It's, It's like NASCAR in a sense. There's a, there's a certain amount of luck that goes with this. And if you're going to call interference, you need to call it all the way through. There were five horses mugged out of the gate. Okay. So when you take a two year old horse, you got a very inexperienced horse. Thoroughbreds are known to be a little bit skittish, especially at a young age. You've got a track where there's mud puddles all over the track because they were supposed to seal the track and now they didn't do it. and Now we have mud puddles all over the place. Mm -hmm. You've got more noise than they've ever heard in their entire life. And you've got 20 horses on a track that in my opinion should only hold 14 and you don't want anybody to touch each other. Uh-oh. Now we're playing NFL, folks. We can't touch the quarterback. Well, we can't do it. <laughs> Don't go back there and smash his
0: Well, speaking of speaking of NFL, I you know, Jim, you had mentioned that this had never happened before. And I'm like, what a time for or you know, if you're doing that referee, the referees throwing the flag on the last play of the Super Bowl. Right. And that, that just never happened before in, in racing. Um, one thing that did bother me about it is the stewards, the the three the three stewards that, that made the call. The
1: three stooges. What do you the, say? The <laughs> three stewards. Yeah. I, I I'm just, stooges. Yeah. just joking. Yeah. yeah so, so Larry Moe, and Shemp. when uh, <laughs> they were reviewing it
0: and they they wanted to be questioned afterwards. They were they were very, very short with with everyone. Didn't really want to talk to anybody about it. Um really really didn't offer any real explanation what just happened. Um I thought that in itself made it look even worse than than yeah. already what what the controversial call meant
1: was it the right call i mean i don't know i, I think they've set a precedent now mm-hmm. to where it may be a couple of years before we get past this on to some other things um
0: and how is it going to affect other races upcoming yeah, it, Or people, it people are going to be looking for that aha moment like you know is this actually is this going to happen again are they going to call it i heard there was a big announcement right after you know the winner has not been posted people were kind of gasping don't turn in your tickets; they're not valid yet. Right,
5: right. And I really, I really,
3: I really do agree with the fact that there should not be twenty horses racing in that race. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's it's, a great it, point.
1: It's a greed thing, and if you notice that things always go better in the Preakness and the Belmont because there's fewer horses, um, you know. But then I'm the, I'm the kind that would would really make the racing world upset when I go look. Horse isn't really fully developed until about four years old, and yet we're out here asking them to do things at two and three years old that they're not even really ready to do yet. You know, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love horses, enjoy horses, but uh, there may be some other factors they need to take a look at they as may, well as that they may be
2: having trouble finding a steward for next year. I don't know. But, you know, typically you know, the chief steward, you know, you always see it every year when they have the race, the chief steward comes in the jockey's room and she goes, okay, guys, let's be good out there. You know, let's, let's have good sportsmanship. Let's have fun, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And, and it's done. Now,
1: you know, now they're in the limelight. Well, and we have TV now. You can see everything instantly. You know, back in the day, the whole term, get the lead out, came from the jockeys throwing the lead on the backside because nobody was watching them, throwing them out of their (laughs) back so they could go faster, you know. Mm -hmm. It's been like Ben Hur out there in the past, you know. And all I would say is let's be consistent because Tacitus probably could have had a very good point because... He was impeded at the beginning, you know, when everybody's trying to find their lane, all well, that's just racing. Well, OK, a horse spooks and jumps. Is that not race? You know, so it could go both ways.
3: Do you think they partially factored in as to where it happened in in the race? I think it, ha- it had yeah. to be that. Yeah. Um, So
1: anyway, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So, so,
0: so being here in Louisville uh or close to it, what you guys had said pretty much had split down the middle. Yeah. Are you seeing it now that it's a little bit of time has passed? Is it leaning more towards one way or the other? I don't know that it's leaning leaning one way or the other
2: too much because, you know, I, I think the, the all the rhetoric has died down a little bit. I think it's
3: starting to like, okay, it's over. Let's move on. Right. You know, one thing I did, I was thinking about was <clears throat> what if the way it happened, if you flip flopped the two horses in terms of how it finished originally, if you, how would they have made that kind of decision maybe yeah who knows you know
2: you know next year is a new year yeah i guess we'll find out you know the uh you know the racing industry is an, under a microscope right now you know with what's going on at santa anita and the horse deaths and everything i think that some things might change let's see how it goes next year does everybody had plenty of time to evaluate a absolutely yeah, yeah. I, you feel- I mean
4: <clears throat> i was going over it and writing down some notes and i I'm just gonna review them really quick. If okay, I'm that'd be yet. fine. Yeah, um, I get a fruity jam. Okay, um, I get a sweet vanilla right off the right off the, the bat, um, with some sweet spice, peppery towards the finish, and then a little bit of light uh, earthy notes. So those are some good notes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I would agree. I, this might be this might be a four roses. I now that I'm I'm thinking about okay, it. Okay, we're so. gonna
0: mark you down for four roses. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark it down for four roses. All yep. right, that's. That's what I would go with for this one. Yeah. All right. Delicious bourbon.
2: All right. Well, let's move on. Go ahead and move on to uh, bourbon letter B and uh, everybody's palates are reset.
1: As best as can be possible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a new bourbon here. Everybody, let's see what we think. Cheers. Now this one's a little bit lighter in color than what we just
0: had. Really sweet on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, this is candy on the nose. Super.
2: Oh my goodness, it is. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is
0: beautiful vanilla butterscotch. where there's original candies, as I always like to say. Oh, that smooth it up. is. Yeah. 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 That's a very, a very noseworthy, Oof. noseworthy bourbon there.
1: Oh, like you just stepped into the Rick House,
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely has a Rick House type scent to it. That angel share coming yep. out. And the palate doesn't disappoint.
2: Well, wow, that's that's really unique. Mm. It's I buttery.
4: Get a, yeah. Very buttery. Very buttery. Yeah.
3: And I get a um, kind of a chocolate raspberry note on this with the dark fruit, but very, more, a little more pronounced than just dark fruit. Raspberry seems to come to mind. Is this one on this. a little more honey, maybe? Yeah, I can see that. Definitely getting some honey here. Even when you're nosing it, as as weird as this may sound it it
0: smells like it would be creamy this is um for me i can't get creme brulee out of my head yeah. it's coming in like a vanilla custard just pure vanilla extract as it comes through you get a little bit you get some hints of some um some fruitiness there i would i would agree with uh i would agree with scott there there's kind of a burst of a little bit of a raspberry maybe a strawberry but then, when it finishes, you get these rich, almost like those torched dark sugars on top of the sweetness. So it's not just, quite a burnt
2: marshmallow.
0: This side of burnt marshmallow. It, yeah, correct. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot of sweetness
3: up front, and then mid to the back of the palate is when the oak and spice really starts to kind of kick in.
0: Now, now this to me is not a. This is not a super proofer here. I think we're going a little bit lower from what we had from letter A when you compare it, but it's still offering a nice. Warming finish here.
2: Anybody want to take a shot at what they think the proof might be?
0: It's 100,
3: hundred and two, to 110. So Dan says 102 to 110. Well, if I had to guess, I would say, I would average at, I would say 105. Mm. Maybe even lower, maybe 100 to 105 for me.
0: I think it's, I think it's somewhere a bit lower than that. Really? I think I would go like. Ninety-five to hundred. Oh wow! Somewhere in there, get a uh, honey graham crackers, mm.
1: Randy. Oh, that's what it is, Randy.
2: You you like to live in the lower proof world? What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's de- it's definitely lower than the the first one was. I don't know. I c- I could see it being around the hundred range, actually.
0: How was it for your for your palate? There, you like the uh, the sweetness of this one?
1: Yeah. <sighs> But I get something a little different. You know, you guys were saying raspberry
0: when it rounds
1: the corner, (laughs) when it rounds the corner. I got berry, but I don't know if it was raspberry, you know? So I'm sitting here pondering. Oh, I guess I have to have another sip.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a honey, there's a deep rich honey and maple aspect to this that I'm getting as well.
1: Maple. Maybe that's.
0: Yeah. The more, uh, the more I'm sipping on it, I think I'm getting a little bit more of a maple that's coming through as well it's really kind of taking me in some different directions with each sip it's a it's a beautiful bourbon for i'm thinking it's a little a little bit of a lower proof but the uh the mouthfeel and the way it's kind of sticking around is pretty impressive age it's a little bit lighter it's a little bit lighter i would say anywhere between six and eight years yeah i was
3: gonna say there. good call Yeah. yeah i would agree that marshmallow effect starts to kick in on this too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But normally when you get the burnt sugars, the, you know, the, and, and again, it's not too charred marshmallow for sure. Yeah. But when
0: you get those burnt sugars, it's usually a little bit higher, right? hmm it's, it's just interesting. And I'm wondering if, um, you know, sometimes that depending on where this is aging in the warehouse, some of that oak maturation, you could get some of those spiky notes from, from the oak, I'm wondering if that's playing a part too in the spiciness of it, because it doesn't seem like I should be getting that much of it. But it's really—I um, think there might be a, a decent amount of rye in this
4: one. Yeah, because I mean, it I mean, can't it's, be, it's
0: it's leaving a peppery kick
4: to it. Yeah. There's a spike to it. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a little bit of spiciness, and it covers uh, for me anyway. It covers the whole palate. I mean, really, I mean, if you really swish it around and chew it up, it, it just leaves that nice burn on your tongue, and it just stays there, just. But i don't honey. get it at first yeah it's, yeah
1: it's got it around that corner yeah. before i can get
4: it yeah I, and i'm the, the honey graham cracker
0: know. sweetness is just yeah this it's is just really really good it's really good it's off the this the sweetness factor here and the flavors coming out are just i'm really enjoying this
1: yeah i'm gonna save a little bit more of this for yeah my, for my
4: for your
0: for your infinity in, blend in,
1: For my infinity blend.
0: <laughs> i might drink all this i'm really enjoying this yeah.
4: one yeah. wanted to um bring up a topic really quick guys just to to get your opinion on on things uh maybe your guys top bottom shelf bourbons. Does anybody have anything that that they really, you know, go go to, like a go-to bottom shelf bourbon when you're really looking for something? Um my mine would be um the the JTS if if you can find it. I can't really find it back home. Um I've had it but um And what's home for you, Dan? Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay.
1: Yeah, Baltimore, what Wisconsin, Ohio? Man, you guys are here from, We're all, from over. all over.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. JTS Brown, uh, bottled and bond. Bottled and, bottle and bond. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, widely available here in Kentucky. You can usually find it just about anywhere you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, what about Ohio? Ohio, a bottom shelfer that I like. There's not many. Um, <laughs> you can't qualify it as a bottom shelfer, but the cheapest bourbon that I like to go to all the time is Wild Turkey 101. I wouldn't really mm-hmm. call it a bottom shelfer though, nah. because it's not. It, it's usually at the chest level, right? It's usually about yeah. yeah for, in Ohio, it's about like rib level for me. It's like right here. I can just kind of reach a little bit lower for it. Uh but if I'm going bottom shelfer, probably probably the regular Heaven Hill white label. Yeah, I can get that. That's there. a good yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. it's, the local it's, stores. it's yeah. not the bottle and bond, but I can get it. I could get a handle of it for really cheap. Um decent proof. I like it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd probably go
3: with, um, I like the old granddad bottle and bond. Yeah. It's inexpensive. I like that sweetness up front. Nice spicy kick to it. 100 proof. Randy's range. Old granddad bottle and bond. It just sits there on the shelf and it's maybe, I don't know, 15
4: bucks. Something like that. One of the local stores we actually stopped at. Um, the other day, had the old granddad. It had the, the JTS. It had the, yeah. the Heaven Hill um, white label, the green label. Yeah. Um, old Fitz, I think, was on the, the bottom from the, the, the Prime. The Prime, yeah. That's, yeah. Another That's another
3: good one. And speaking of bottom shelf, I know the Heaven Hill bottle and bond is, has gone away or nearly gone, but a good replacement could still be the Heaven Hill six year 90 proof right it's still a green label right Actually, you
5: know what
0: i i I take my selection back because i just remembered what else is on the bottom shelf yeah but i just remember what else is on the bottom shelf uh where i am and that's the edmund williams bottom and bond oh there we go the white label yeah that that bourbon to me i can get for about 15 14 bucks and would you call that a suitable replacement for our lost favorite for the for the lost beloved heaven hill <laughs> bottled and bond for me uh for what my selection is absolutely yeah it it you know evan williams is you know it's a heaven hill product but there is a little bit of that nuttiness character that i do that i do miss in that in that heaven hill and bond that i still get a little bit in that evan williams so for me it is a suitable replacement you know until somehow maybe it resurrects one year or it comes back as a $150 12-year bourbon somewhere along the line. <laughs> it, and, that, and, that, and that may happen. That
2: could happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, you know, I'm kind of with you, Jason. I, I drink Wild Turkey 101 all the time.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: But I have to be honest in saying, I don't think it's a bottom shelf bourbon i think it's a middle shelf bourbon
0: yeah i think the price hurts it with the you know people's view of it you know the price is so affordable right that people may view it that way but it's so much more
2: well i guess i guess
0: the marketing people at wild turkey have managed to
2: get it on that middle shelf yeah and it's it's newfound popularity amongst the bourbon lovers Mm -hmm. you know i think uh you know it's it's always had that uh mystique that that biker bad boy kind of i don't know what it is
0: mystique but i think it's found its way to the middle shelf out of all the amazing things that have happened in this bourbon boom one thing that i'll truly proud of is that wild turkey 101 now among bourbon enthusiasts and and um you know people even just getting into bourbon they are seeing wild turkey 101 as a quality amazing bourbon for the price and
2: it's really it's really always been I'm very, and it's and it's always been it's always been that yeah. way yeah no so for me if i have to pick from the bottom shelf i'm gonna go with um a handle of tw samuels oh you know it comes in a plastic jug and uh it is 100 proof bottled and bond you can get it right here at total wine in louisville kentucky for 18 to 20 dollars for for a handle Good
0: stuff, very tasty. Have you guys had it? No, no. You uh, you you gave me a pour of it. And yeah, I, it was very impressive. If, if if that was available as, along with the JTS Brown in Ohio, I'd be buying that every week. Yeah, so it's it's a good it's a good pour. It's a good pick.
2: It's a Heaven Hill product, and uh, it is bottle and bond. So good stuff. You know, yeah, okay. It comes in a plastic jug, <laughs> but <it's- laughs>
1: that's okay. Mine's ancient ancient age, and it comes in a plastic jug. <clears throat> Take it home, and I put it in a decanter. And when I do tastings, you'd be surprised how many times that sucker wins over some others. And what I've found is if I stay low proof, you guys laugh at me about low proof, but it keeps my palate to where when I'm hitting something a little hotter, I can actually taste it a little better in my opinion. So if I, my daily drinker or something, bottom shelf stuff is something a little light proof, like, like, you know, that ancient age. when I get around good stuff like you guys bring, I go, you know, really nice treat. And I feel like I'm able to taste it just a little bit better because I, I don't have the interference that, that you high proof guys have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warming, warming up. Warming up. Yeah,
5: the yeah, yeah,
3: warming up. Warming the up. Warm it up.
2: All right. Does everybody feel like they've had an opportunity to evaluate this last bourbon, bourbon B? bourbon yes. B? Does anybody have any guesses as to the
3: distillery? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I would, I thought right away, like Buffalo trace for some reason.
4: I was going to, Actually, I don't know. The same. It just the same like kind, thing. Of what kind
3: of like as sweet as it was up front. I get a lot of that usually with a lot of buffalo tray stuff. Is a lot of sweetness, you know, up up front like that. I think it's maybe um, like it, a. It was just very. It was very well rounded. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't hot. Like I mean, the first one had some heat to it, but it was a
0: really, really well rounded you know bourbon I yeah, thought I, I don't know if um if if that bottle is in this selection but this reminded me a lot of Blanton's Gold. I was well, going to say just a Blanton's a nice Blanton single yeah, barrel. Yeah. The Blanton's it, Gold to me is a little bit sweeter than the regular Blanton single barrel uh, offering. And this reminded me of that it, yeah. it brought me to that super sweetness. I can see almost that for like sure. A, he mentioned gingerbread cookie. I was just thinking kind of a, a Christmas cookie type aspect to it and then um that again on the very end which i something i do get in buffalo trace products is for me personally i get this bright pecan toasted pecan note and i'm starting to get that the more i sip on it so i would probably guess buffalo trace along those lines okay
2: well we have a guess here and we have we have some tasting notes too so all right so everybody let's let's tally up what we think about this one and then we'll we'll move on to bourbon sea here sound good sounds good sounds good all right We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled wood crafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Loghead's Home
5: Center.
2: Okay, guys. So we have bourbon C in our glass now. And uh,
0: uh, who wants to start off talking about it? Randy, why don't you lead this one off, buddy?
1: You know me. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of vanilla and caramel, a little brother scotch in this. (laughs) Well, you know
2: what? You would be right.
1: No, it's, it's a great nose on this one.
2: I'm getting a nice purse of cinnamon on this nose. Yeah, this one is cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And this one does have a lot of
1: cinnamon. But there's something in the background, too. There's a spice in the background. I don't know what it is.
2: But you know, oh, this well, one. Now, Randy out. always does this. He goes, There's a spice in there. Now, Jim, what
1: is that spice? I'm smelling it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Randy, I don't know. Now, <laughs> now Jim's on the spot. No. There's something behind that cinnamon,
0: apple. Is yeah, there's apple. There's apple yeah.
1: in that. Definitely. Yeah. I knew there was something. You could you, sometimes you just can't put your finger on it, you know.
2: Yeah.
4: I would. Yeah, it's got some nice darkness. How's the legs? Yeah, there's some there's some nice
2: legs. You know, I I'm trying to get the proof. I haven't put it to my lips yet. I'm still on the nose.
0: Wow, the the more I the more you spin it around, well, that apple is just really popping through now.
5: Oh yeah.
0: It's got a Definitely. bite.
1: But cinnamon's bold on this one. Oof. Oh my goodness. Oof. It's
2: it's it's a, it 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 tells you it's there on the palate. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> is yep. that is oh, that what we say? It tells you it's there. Yeah.
1: It says I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole Bill Cosby dental thing. But <laughs> man, <laughs> that just covers
0: the <laughs> palate though. Oof. Man, nice spiciness. That's uh apple that is cinnamon a, pie right there. Yeah, yep. that is apple cinnamon yeah. dusted with cayenne pepper there is <laughs> yeah. such a thing. Wow. It's hot. Yeah it's hot. <laughs> No. Yeah, I think it's definitely higher proof. Yeah. For sure. definitely higher yeah. Proof. Yeah. I don't think it's
4: it's the it's like too much rye. I think this is above 120 without a doubt.
1: It, it, it's dragon's breath for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting a beautiful corn mash sweetness here. If you go back to the nose, there's a hint of a cherry. Man, dark, dark
1: fruit anyway. Yeah, dark fruits. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. However you want to, however you want to say pick, that. Pick a dark fruit. Yep, there you go. Damn. a lot of sweetness though it's, too it's, it's, it's very it's very, very vanilla forward super like a sweet tart
4: yeah but you know what
2: it's it's not like it's not like a vanilla extract it's no, not no. no it's more of a like a I don't know like a creamy vanilla yeah um, uh, I don't know like a custard or,
1: yeah I or vanilla
5: custard yeah. maybe
1: instead of grandma's closet it's grandma's open window with the pie sitting in the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah,
5: the the
0: cinnamon apple note in here, maybe a hint of cherry is just completely coating my palate and then the finish just hanging on with that yeah, spice lingers. It just lingers. Yeah. This is uh this is really nice pour. You know, this thing
2: screams buffalo trace to me. Mhm. Does it, what about you guys? I the can cinnamon, I can
0: see that. The cinnamon spice to it indicates um uh, wild turkey to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cinnamony spiciness to it. I don't think it's either. But but wild turkey to me doesn't is never this no. apple cinnamon forward or hot
3: or yeah. Seems like I yeah. mean maybe a, maybe if you got up into some of the rare breeds. No, yeah. I but, you know
1: I like rare breed. I don't know that it's ever done this to
3: me. Yeah, this, exactly. This is, uh, this is yeah. really hot and spicy. That's no, for sure. You know mm-hmm.
2: this would it wouldn't surprise me entirely if this were a really off profile Russell's pick. It could be, could I be, mean, yeah. Um, I mean, a a lot of the thought. Russell's
4: picks, and I, I love Russell's picks, and I, I know, you know, Jason, you love Russell's yeah, picks I'm, too. I'm a, I'm a Russell's this is pick is drinking fanboy. Hotter than any. If this was a Russell's, it's drinking way hotter than any yes, Russell's I've I, I've I had. agree.
0: Would you uh, guess this was Colonel Taylor Bowelproof? In that arena, boy, I I'm, I don't get
4: that on the nose.
0: Yeah. I'd be able to pick that. It's out on never, the it's never been the cinnamon apple aspect to it is what's thrown me off. Where I'm trying, I can't really guess. It's a. I've never got
1: cinnamon apple this strong. Exactly. Even, even with exactly. that Woodford, um, Woodford bottle, bottle of lawn. Even no, not even that. It's yeah. got that much cinnamon. You, apple. Th-
4: yeah, there's
0: there's so much flavor in here. Who, who was it that said there was a corn sweetness? I did. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. corn. Some some corn yeah, sweetness. There's a corn mash like a fresh. I, I, it's it, it it's it's almost like it's a young whiskey but a well aged sweet whiskey at the same time. It's it's kind of bizarre. Man, I don't know if this is young.
4: Somebody I mentioned in the, one of the prior bourbons that we tried a Rick House smell. Yeah. That's what I get on this right here. This smells yeah. like the air at a distillery. Yep. Well, I have to tell you guys, <laughs> yeah. we
2: are having some phenomenal bourbons tonight. Oh, absolutely we, we really guys. are. We will be. Yeah. You guys brought your game, no doubt.
1: Mm. That's why I'm glad they let me, even though I was picked last for the team, I was uh, glad to be here um, just because I knew there'd be some killer stuff tonight. (laughs) Does does (laughs) anybody
4: think that this may be
0: finished in something or is it just me?
4: I'm not getting that. I'm not getting a finish.
0: This reminds me of A, but more savory than sweet.
1: The spice covered up some stuff in A that Mm -hmm. it's, it's not doing here.
0: Exactly. It's it's just, I don't, man, that apple cinnamon, there's a lot of baking spices in here. That, that fresh corn sweetness. I mean, it is, it's really throwing me for a loop. But that apple cinnamon note, Randy, that you love, it's no. just really hanging that's around. Fair. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, this
2: finish is just, um,
3: it's like never ending. It's yeah. stuck. Yeah. That it, mid it, to the back really of stuck. the palate, that, that spice and sweetness, yeah. that's all there combined. It's. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a glorious finish right here. It is. It's
1: saying allergens be gone.
0: <laughs> well i mean saying thinking that this is not um saying this might be a new distillery i know guys we were chatting a little bit what's your favorite new distilleries that have uh that have kind of popped up um and, and new still could be kind of old because you know new distilleries take a little time to to uh, bring out some product but if you could pick out something in the recent uh recent past that's that's been bringing out some good juice. Uh, what do you guys call out? What do you th- What do you think? New riff. Yeah,
2: I mean that's a yeah. good
0: that's a good call. I would say, I would say, I would say, Brothers.
3: Brothers.
4: There you, there you know. go. Yeah, third time's a charm. Yes, there you go. Now, that's blom some good Brothers. Stuff. Yeah. Now,
2: Blom Brothers is. Um, I mean the stuff that they've been putting out is a MGP. MGP. Correct.
4: Now,
3: are they making their own? They are. They do. They. I think. I think they actually have a two year out right now. Okay. And um. And if you had it, I have, I mean, it's, it's not on par with what they've sourced sure. and, I, and I think it's going to take some time clearly because the competition is, it's just not fair. So can you see through the youth? And, and, and Yes, win? I think they're really doing a, a nice job. So I think it's, it's got the potential with a little more age.
4: Um, I, I think they're, they're doing a, a really nice job. I mean, there's a lot of people that rave about some of their picks um, that they're doing over there. You know, Cork and Bottle has done one. Um, now, this is of their, of their of juice. Of the Blom, yeah. They got the 11-year and the 12-year.
2: No, these are MGP
4: Source picks. The, the, Correct. the MGP Source is all the Nodder stuff. Yeah, the, like, yeah, the, yeah, the yep. Nodder, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so there's people that rave about those things. and secondary market those things are there's people asking for a thousand dollars for a bottle of it (laughs) no i know i know i I know that the the oki from from uh from
2: new riff when that you know when they were sourcing that stuff is is really skyrocketed on the secondary and i think that uh you know boone county is another one sourced
0: that has really like skyrocketed yeah absolutely especially Uh, the picks those 12 13 14 year old picks out of Boone County or one of the, some of the <laughs> most sought know, after picks.
2: I'm yeah. on their I'm on their mailing list and they send me an email and they say, Hey, we're releasing a fourteen tomorrow yep. and I'm like, Do I really want to drive? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's yeah. probably worth it if you want one. I've got one over there now. I've got a, you know, a ghost collection. I had a Oh, I had a pick for a while, a while back. I don't remember. It was a, it, I don't think it was a prescription strength, but it was. It I, was have, good, I
0: have a ghost collection too, and it's
4: yeah. it's really good stuff. Yeah.
0: The one yeah. thing I love about Blonde Brothers, going back to them, is the uh, how they named uh, Nader Bourbon, the cast strength. I have a 12-year mm-hmm. bottle myself, and they took, they were very transparent about it, and they even put it into the name. So, you have not our bourbon became not our bourbon. That's <laughs> perfect. So, which is a perfect way to kind of let everybody know right on the label, transparent wise, and kind of a pun type of way. It's really, mm. really cool. I yeah. really like that. So, yeah. I, I,
2: I definitely appreciate when a company is transparent about those things because that's what it's all about. I mean, if a company is going to release a two year bourbon, you know, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about it being a two-year bourbon, and it is what it is. And, you know, I think a lot of us who drink a lot of bourbon can see through that youth and sort of take a picture in our mind of what it might be at four years or six the p- years. The
1: potential down the road. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Absolutely. But I would have said New Riff, okay? Oh,
0: Dan took your answer. No, huh? no.
1: I would have said that until... The Wilderness Trail. We, oh my goodness! We had with with the Lexington Bourbon Society.
2: Uh, uh, and,
0: uh, and Randy, that's that's my pick. Wilderness Trail, um, I think, <laughs> is making some incredible. For so far, they, I mean, they impressed me off the bat. Their first bourbon that they released was a single barrel, weeded, weeded, bottled and bond Barren, okay. bourbon. That was their first release. They came out with four years old. I I would put that up against any weeder. And
1: as long as as it has the corn, they can do what they want to on the back
0: end. I would would put that weeder up against a Weller. I mean, it's that good. Um, Especially some of the single barrels that you get. Being a single barrel, they do vary, as you know, with single barrels. But the quality and the consistency that you're getting out of that distillery already is amazing. I, I cannot wait to see what's coming down the pike with them. Their rye is one of the better new ryes that I've had. I mean, in a... In a time now where the bartenders are using a lot of rides, a lot of cocktails, um, Wilderness Trail, that rye in a cocktail is just absolutely stellar. I mean, it's I I cannot wait. I I mean, I know Patrick Heist over there is doing some incredible things. Those guys have been working on uh, working with different distilleries over the years, um, you know, touching. They have a touch point pretty much on every distillery within arm's length in any store you go to. So those guys know what they're doing. The yeast strains that they've created over—I think they have over 200 in their library.
1: So they created their own. Yeah, they didn't just, grab. just okay. stuff
0: that they that they're creating on their own. The um, the cleaning These guys process, are mad scientists. Yes, yeah, the cleaning yeah. the cleaning process that they use, yeah. the the way that they just do things—it's. Uh, it's incredible, and I cannot wait to finally get over there, visit there, and talk to them more, and and see what's coming down the pike. Well, I can tell you this much: we had uh, in our
2: in our last episode. I don't know if "last" is the correct word because we don't know what order this is going to come out in. But when we when we had our episode with the Lexington Bourbon Society, you know, they um, allowed us to taste some things that they had sampled down there out of the barrels. And there was one bottle that just absolutely blew my mind. And I think I told you that, Jason. Yeah, yeah. So- um, I I don't want to talk about what it is. I I don't want to talk about what we tasted. All I
1: can say is I dreamed about it. That
5: night. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you guys, be, be
2: ready for some blow your mind yeah. picks from Wilderness Trail. they yeah. are going to be
4: some good stuff and coming. I would, out. I would imagine that coming from them with the way the way they're producing stuff. And I know Jason, you actually you talk about that a lot. You know how excited you are to get. You know, get some of that stuff. You know, yeah. So
0: Unfortunately, we don't have in Ohio yet. I, I've I've been fortunate enough to make some trips out of Kentucky. I've grabbed some uh, some weeded bourbon bottles. I have the rye, so I do sip on that often. I don't sip on it too often because I can't get it so easily. <laughs> uh, I'm searching for their for their rye bourbon, but yeah, I am super excited for what they're producing. So the picks are not available yet, and and so we can talk about them
2: all day long, but nobody can get them. But coming September,
0: all right, they're going to start
2: showing up. So, keep your eyes open and if you know some people that are on some picks at the uh, Wilderness Trail, get on the list, get some bottles because I think you're going to be surprised at what's coming out. You know, particularly with their rye bourbon. You know, I I have to be honest in saying that I, you know, first of all, I love their weeded bourbon. I thought it was delicious. It was honey, it was it was just so um so delicious, such a good bourbon. Uh bottled in bond, right? But their rye bourbon um that rye has caused it, and we talked about this, caused it to act a little older than the weeded bourbon. So it has this appearance of, of an a little bit older bourbon than, than old the... Old like that. It's, it's like had, had a little bit, bit of an old soul. Yeah. 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 And it's
0: absolutely delicious. So you've had the rye. Well, thanks, the, Jim. You wanted me to, to want the other one more. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully I could find it.
1: I, I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> there's some good good things coming from from, yeah. the, from down the tube from some of these new distilleries, I think. Yeah, yeah. You, can,
3: you can even kind of factor peerless in there i mean they're not super old right I mean, I mean they're just now beginning to release four-year stuff i mean they're if we really want to lump them in we were talking about you know wilderness trail like they're a few months old but i mean really yeah. peerless is in the same the same category I and mean, they're doing fun. absolutely fantastic stuff and we witnessed some great stuff some man. great stuff i mean you you hear a lot of people talk about two three four-year stuff as being super young and I would never pay high prices for things but I think at times a lot of people may not be tasting those things like you know you hear a lot of oh, three year rye whiskey for let's say 100, 125 bucks I would never pay that. My question to you would be have you ever even tasted it? I don't know if, if, if some of these people have, have tasted it but it does not taste like a two, three year rye whiskey. Now
2: know. What, is their, what is their rye mash bill? I mean is it 95? Is it
3: um, that's a that's a really good question. We didn't get into mash bills as far as what they were.
0: Yeah, we were fortunate enough to sit down with uh, Caleb Kilburns, the uh, recently named master distiller since December of uh of Peerless, and uh, he went into some amazing details of what they do. Um, if anyone's wondering why their their Peerless uh, bottles maybe cost a little bit too much for them, if you saw the process and the passion of what they're doing that goes into each and every bottle, I don't think anyone would question it. I think people look at it, they see an age statement, they see a price, and they judge it immediately. These guys are creating a sweet mash, which is more expensive to do, mm-hmm. because the cleaning process, more manpower. They're doing a low entry proof, which is more expensive to so do. they're doing pot still. No, it's a column still. It's a column still. It's a column still. But everything that they're doing costs a little bit more to produce, even down to their, to their bottle design which was designed by the team in house it's a very family oriented type of workflow there and it's very impressive to see there's a lot of passion people very proud of what they're doing um the picks that we had the single barrel peerless rye picks that we had are like are unlike anything other uh, Unlike anything I've ever tasted, so their picks are wide ranging. They really like it's unbelievable. We had we had three picks. One was called Orange Blossom. One was called Rye Tie, and the other one was a double oaked. Mm -hmm. So the Orange Blossom uh, off of there. So we tried their regular small batch Rye first and it was very um you know this that typical rye notes but definitely more rounded flavors it would it would not taste like a 3 or a 4 year yeah um it definitely feels um older mm-hmm. as scott alluded to then we went to the orange blossom more floral definitely some cinnamon orange spice botanical. in there botanical definitely yeah. different than any other rye we've yeah. tasted then we got to this rye tie, <laughs> which and Dan, you could tell the flavor profile because he yeah. was he was flipping out. Tell us yeah, about it, Dan. I mean, uh. like
4: going even from just the the front of the palate to the back, you pick up just rum notes it's notes of just really yeah Yeah. um brown sugars the deep brown sugars um nice rum notes oily um
1: molasses it it was it was fantastic and these were (laughs) coffee these were
4: sister barrels if i'm not mistaken correct these were these were barrels that were right next to one another that's what he said yeah and just came off completely different wow on the profile
0: Completely different. Yeah, and, then, and then we finished off with this double oaked where they were able to basically the 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 barrel that they were using was kind of breaking and they had to put it into a new barrel. They had a, a so so if you've had Woodford Reserve double oaked. Oh, yeah. It kind of had that profile a little bit, kind of a more of a chocolatey, more of a caramel driven type flavor profile for a rye. But then on the end, you got this really that beautiful peerless rice spice kick right and, on the end and chocolate a ton of chocolate i mean it, it was it was remarkable to see what they're doing the flavors that they're getting out of their younger rye, and they're up to a four-year as scott alluded to uh, they have a bourbon coming out um june 22nd june 22nd uh you know it's four years old caleb still said he was working on kind of the blend for it uh getting the barrels together to try to get that flavor profile right um, it's, it's an amazing operation. I know people knock the pricing a little bit for them, but even we were sitting down with Bill at dinner, he said he has no idea how they get those flavors from
4: whiskey. That's that, young. know, that was one of the things I thought was most interesting because yeah. we all think the same thing.
3: And a lot of people want to kind of poo poo two, three year anything. And Bill, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. And they taste a lot of things as well. I mean, they're picking stuff for their new, their new bourbon. And he had no idea how in the world they were pulling those yeah.
4: flavors. I, 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 mean, oh, I, I would honestly say if you guys could ever get a chance to go over there and grab one of those rye type picks, you will not be disappointed.
2: Well, you know, we, we live 20 minutes from there. So it's yeah. a shame that we haven't been there already. I know that's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, but, but, you know, shame. so there's two things <laughs> that cause bourbon to appear um, or, or age a little bit better. One is a higher rye content. I mm-hmm. think it tends to help a bourbon well or rye. Uh, appear to be a little bit older than it is the other thing is um you know the weather and we all know we've all heard about the texas whiskeys right mm-hmm. jason you've
0: uh, reviewed a few texas whiskeys yeah, so recently um yeah josh galladay over at um uh cast strength uh out in texas uh they're actually doing something very um uh pretty pretty unique they have three different three different members of their gang kind of doing a different uh, location and reviews, but they're all part of one channel. It's kind of cool, but they sent me a Balcones uh, tasting kit, uh, which I got to do a blind on my channel. Uh, Did pretty good on the blind, but some really unique flavors. I recently reviewed Iron Root um, Harbinger, which is an absolutely probably the best Texas bourbon I've tried so far um, out of a core range, but, but the Balcones, some of their, some of their special offerings were absolutely unreal. But I, I equate a Texas whiskey to the modern Dusty. It's got this dusty musty funk to it that just has a very unique flavor profile that now I really like. When you say
2: Dusty, so there is a corn must mm-hmm. and there is a warehouse must. Yes. So which one are we talking about? Warehouse here? must. Warehouse yeah. must. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Sort of like that, uh, that bottle and bond pick. Correct. Okay,
0: got it. Yeah,
2: Grandma's grandma's closet. <laughs> yeah, but
0: but it's a little bit more elevated, but there's a sweetness to it that carries through each and every Texas whiskey I've tried. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, you know, all the different ones I've tried, the different uh, the different types of flavor profiles, the things they're doing. You know, people are saying, and, and that's another thing, people are knocking Texas whiskey. Oh, it's only two, three years old, four years old. Why am I paying 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks for it? You don't want them to age it any longer than that in that Texas heat yeah, because right. then you're gonna you're gonna end up with licking a barrel. Right. And you don't want nobody <laughs> wants that in their bourbon.
1: Angel's gonna get a lot of share of that one.
0: Going back to this bourbon here.
4: Yes. So when this got, is bourbon C. Right. Bourbon C. When you guys go back and taste this, okay. It, two things. When I went back and tasted it, I got a lot more oak than I did before. Second thing is what would you say the age statement is on this here? On C? Yes. But I, I think it's I think it's older with the profile
3: that it's that it's got. I still think it's I think I it think it could be seven, eight, eight years. I yeah. mean yeah, seven to eleven? Yeah. I, I would I was gonna say seven to ten, but I, I could yeah. Definitely I, I think mean, I'm,
4: I'm, even, I'm even
0: gonna strain it. I'm gonna say eight to ten. Eight huh, to ten. I'm gonna say
4: ten to twelve. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. yeah. You're going up to twelve. Yeah. Wow. I mean if like, I went back and tasted it and just I got a lot of a lot more oak presence mm. on it, more of a crimbolet oak yeah. presence on yeah. there. Yeah. It was a fantastic finish. Yeah. I mean yeah. really, really nice yeah. finish. All
2: right, guys. So has everybody had a chance to really evaluate the bourbon C? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel pretty good C about C it? Would,
0: yeah. I thought I'd really love B, but C was pretty new. <laughs> All Amazing.
5: right. Well let's so, uh, let's
2: let's take our notes and then we'll come back and we'll move on to D. Sound good? Sounds good. It. All right. All right. So guys, we have a bourbon D now. So four of five. We're at the fourth bourbon of five. We got bourbon D in our glass. Let's, uh, let's try it and see what we think. I don't know if
1: I'm going to make it a five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, honestly, right away. I've smelled something like this before. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: this it is... does have a familiar ring. I mean, a smell yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm getting a good amount of alcohol in the nose here. Yeah. Haven't tasted it yet, but a super amount of sweetness. It's got a little bit of a it's
2: got a little bit of a red fruit, a bright fruit.
0: Yeah to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm getting a mango. Mango. Really? Yeah. a mango. Mango. Really? A mango fruit. This? Like a tropical fruit. You know,
2: I I agree with you, I think right? you're right, yeah, a, a little bit. a little bit now, I was thinking a little bit of cherry, but I think the cherry does lean a little tropical
5: mm. mm.
0: there was a tropical note to this that's kind of blown my mind.
2: you know, I got coconut in uh in a uh in a pick in a Russell's pick, and uh. David Jennings said, You know, I've heard people get coconut before. I've never gotten it. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, this is David Jennings telling me
5: <laughs>
0: he's never gotten coconut, but I'm getting it. Oh, I'm yeah. way out in left field. So
2: <laughs>
0: this you is, know, something... it's, so, it's so subjective. Yeah. Scott, what are you getting? You got, you have a nose for these things. Yeah.
3: I've got, uh, like right away, I was, the fruitiness of it kind of came on. And then something I've been getting a lot with, with bourbons lately is, Is this chocolate this dusty like cocoa powder type of chocolate to it powder
1: powder, yes but not necessarily hershey's syrup yeah yeah Yeah. i I would say it's more
3: it's more of a powdered chocolate you know like a you know something you'd mix in you know milk or something like that or whatever it would be but yeah not like necessarily baker's chocolate or anything um and then that nice oak and that that rye spice balance really started to kind of you know, come out in it. A um, little bit of vanilla, you know, there as well, you know, and, and maybe even a little bit of, maybe even a little bit of nuttiness, kind of came out there. There was a little N- tinge of some nutmeg. nuttiness to it.
1: I'm almost like nutmeg. the is,
0: the, the finish on this is a little sneaky because it smells so fruity and light and bright on the nose. You feel like you're going to get this really big burst of sweetness, but the sweetness does come through. But the surprising thing is that's getting me on this one is the the finish on it. It's got this sneaky finish at the very very end that just kind of gets you with some beautiful pepper, a little bit of an orange spice, and some of that tropical fruitness. Still comes is fruitness a word? No, fruitness, fruitiness, <laughs> fruitiness still comes in. <laughs> this this literally tastes like
4: my breakfast this morning, which is Fruit Loops. <laughs> This has Fruit Loops written all over it. So for if me. you were
2: making a label for a pick, this would be the Fruit Loops pick, without a
0: doubt. The <laughs> Fruit Loops pick, yeah, yeah, w- without a doubt. <laughs> I would, I would get on that. I'm Guys, gonna, I'm gonna,
4: I'm gonna
2: call this. I'm gonna call this as a turkey product. I think turkey. Mm. I think
3: so. I really do. Are you getting any uh, like uh, orange zest with this at all? On
0: the finish, I am. Yeah, but it's mixed in with so many other. Yeah, that's that, turning to that that,
1: really that come out. mango, yeah. pineapple. Yeah. And- well, if you said cherry, and that's kind of sticking with me there. The cherry, bit, yeah. 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 At the end, especially for me, but, you know.
2: This is probably, um, ah, I'm going to guess this, 105 fight. to 110.
0: Really? Yeah. I would agree with that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I would agree with, would that, agree yeah. with that, yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I would say more, though. You think as I high say, as 110, I hey. would say as more as 100. Yeah, I don't i wouldn't i don't think it's that i don't think it's that high you guys could be right i mean it's
2: it's hard to pick up pick apart proof points that are so close but yeah you know i think um i think if we just said 105 we'd be pretty close as i taste
0: as i taste more whiskeys you know when i review them i'm finding more and more the more stuff i taste i'm getting more uh confused with rye spice over proof i feel like if i get a a lingering rye spice that stays on my palate. Sometimes people can confuse that with being a higher proof. That's not always necessarily the case. So I feel like as you, as you taste more and more really try to try to look at the, um, the aspects of the finish of, if it, if, it, if I, if I feel it down deep in my chest, I could feel like it's a higher proof and I'm not getting that here. No, not, I'm, like getting almost not. A, I'm really getting more of a, of a rye spice, which I think some people can confuse with a higher proof. So that's why I'm saying it's, Maybe a hundred or even below. So yeah. the hug,
1: the hug isn't is not well, the hug is works. not happening.
0: Yeah. No anaconda figure. Yeah. No and, anaconda. And, yeah. and to your point, like you said, you get a rye <laughs> spice.
4: My rye spice I pick up is a citrus, but it's not that type of citrus that sits on the tongue and burns it, I guess yeah. you would say. But I do get that fruity, like I said, that fruit loop citrus goodness. Yeah.
0: This is yeah. this is probably I mean, C was pretty. C was pretty unique, you know, but D is really making a
3: run on the uniqueness here. You know what? This. I mean, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, this is something that kind of reminds me of like Blanton's. Blends. It, it's really kind of falling into that category. I mean, I know Blanton's is what ninety four proof. Yeah, ninety three. I've just never had a Blanton's this fruit forward.
4: I, I'm gonna say no. This is. I mean, yeah? for me,
3: this is. I mean, it's for me. This is like very. When I started tasting, and everyone's describing it. It's everything I've always heard about Blanton's. Yeah, but if I were to pick a distillery, <laughs> all right. So, I'm, gonna, I'm, so a, gonna, gonna, I'm going, going to. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm definitely Buffalo again. Yeah,
2: I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to definitely say that I think that this is a wild turkey product. Hmm, wild I could turkey. Be, you know what? Blind just puts everybody on a level playing field. Yeah, yeah, does. And, yeah. and you know what? You could be totally wrong. You yeah. could be totally right. Who knows? It's yeah. so subjective. Mm-hmm. But uh, this just reminds me so much of like an off profile really really good russell's pick yeah.
4: but even a kentucky spirit possibly yeah, yeah that possibly
2: yeah. Uh, but you know what that would be at 101
4: yeah
5: yeah
2: to me i feel
3: like this is a little bit higher yeah but see i'm struggling i i i almost think it's below 100 that's yeah. the yeah.
1: problem I'm having. It yeah, doesn't I'm struggling. taste struggling. Like, but is that it, because
3: we've had so many? Could be. It could, yeah, be. It yeah, could be. It could be. Uh, it yeah, could be. Acclimated to it. It could be.
2: Because, of course, when we told the, the ladies to divide the bottles, we didn't say put them in the order of proof, which would have been maybe next time we do this. We yeah. say, hey, girls. Yeah. Order them in the proof order. Yeah, I just yeah.
1: I just know our two wives, and I'm not so sure they're not up there throwing curveballs. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you know what they did yeah. like
2: when I went upstairs to when I went upstairs to to say goodbye to them as they headed out for the night. They said we've written down our picks and we've put them here. When you guys get done, you can come get our picks. So they. They were
1: trying this stuff before we even were. They've
2: judged these. Yeah. And they've got their results upstairs.
1: That'll be uh, be interesting. That's going to be interesting.
4: interesting. I'll
1: I'll get kicked off the show and my wife will take my
3: place.
4: Uh, (laughs) I am
5: going
1: to
4: say, this this may be a a Buffalo Trace.
3: Welcome to the uh, Jim and Julie show.
1: Yeah. That probably, (laughs) it's got a ring to it. You got to admit. Double J. Engineered by Randy.
0: (laughs) You know, I mean, Jim, you had me thinking about this one with wild turkey, but yeah, I, I'm i going to go with my gut and say this is some kind of buffalo trace as well.
1: Well, that's two out of five so far. You notice I don't say much. <laughs> you just sit there and enjoy. I I, I do. Yeah. You know, I, I've got two ears and one mouth, so I'm supposed to listen more than I talk, supposedly. <laughs> but um, how do you, I, I don't know, it was kind of interesting listening to Dave try to, figuring out which Rick House it was from yeah you he's, know, he's ridiculous when it ridiculous. comes to picking out the Rick House. But, uh, he was too off he was in the center. You, yeah. you know yeah so, while well,
0: turkey's working on some crazy
3: stuff so yeah, yeah so so here's a an interesting question i'll pose to you guys regarding uh finished bourbons and the labeling part of that and you know all of the controversy behind how a finished bourbon is is labeled and why and what category it fits into so uh I'd be interested to to hear your thoughts on on that. So, any any particular recent releases that kind of stick out at you? At all, guys? Um, well, one for me would be the you know the barrel dovetail. Um, okay. That doesn't have. The I don't believe it was even labeled whiskey or anything even on the bottle. It was just released as whatever that
0: finished spirit category was. Yeah. So, Scott, we both reviewed that. Yeah. And when we when we did the review, we were doing the research. We saw that. I, th- I think I it, think it exceeded so much of what they did as far as finishing the whiskey. It had no, it had no uh, specific type of profile you could put it under. So they said you can't call it a bourbon. You can't call it a whiskey. It's dovetail. Yeah. Uh, so ex- excuse me. Yeah. Dovetail. Yeah. yeah. Dovetail is what they called it. It ended up being it's uh, finished in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. Uh, also, uh, port pipes. They ran it through some port pipes to get that port Uh, influence and rum casks mm -hmm. and this was their christmas release right or what uh, what do they uh, call it their new
2: year's release or something like that that's
0: that's their new year's uh release they do then this was this was another release that came came out at the beginning of the year um uh me and scott i mean we loved it yeah i mean it's delicious but the fact that they couldn't really name it and that an actual bourbon or whiskey kind of raised some eyebrows you know for me (laughs) which caused me to do a little bit more research on it. And, um, you know, the TTB is kind of going through some different changes in what they're trying to do as far as, you know, the, the rules and the laws for finishing whiskey. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the issues
3: now though. It's kind of a, a, a hot subject. And it's one of those issues where, you know, people who are purist, once you finish a, a whiskey or a bourbon specifically, They don't want it to even have bourbon on the label because, you know, as everybody knows, you can't add anything to bourbon and still and still call it uh, bourbon. Um,
1: So what about double
3: oak stuff? So that's so that's still finished in a a secondary Secondary. barrel. There's no additive to it. It's just another new. I believe it's a new charred oak barrel. But,
1: But the stuff we had with Chef that day was finished in a rum rum barrel.
2: So yeah, so that was a Jefferson's old rum cask finish. Yeah, old rum
1: cask. Yeah, yeah. Right. so
2: what they what they typically say on these on these bourbons is they say Kentucky straight bourbon finished in blah blah blah. But you know, sometimes what you find is that the the Kentucky straight bourbon is in these really big fonts and the finished in is in the smaller fonts. Right. And so I mean, obviously that there's a reason for that is to mislead the consumer into thinking that it's a Kentucky straight bourbon or a Kentucky, you know, bourbon whiskey, when in fact it's not. Right. Because once you put it in that secondary finishing container, it's yeah. done. Yeah, it's done. Correct. And I guess a good example of that is the, you know, the
0: Jim Beam product, the Legion. So in doing some research, Legent is kind of the one that caused all this, this uh, kerfuffle and within the TTB. Um, that is a. That is a, a bourbon blend from Jim Beam uh, that was then given to uh, the master blender uh, for Suntory uh, and finished in, what is it, Cabernet Sauvignon and Sherry Cast? Was that the two the two blends, I believe? So his name was Shinji Fukuyu. Yes, yeah, Shin, yeah, Shinji Fukuyu. Let me see that bottle here. Yeah, partially finished in wine and Sherry Cast. So it had that, that double... Uh, and there was there was a note on here that said it's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, partially finished in wine and cherry cast. And that kind of blew up the, uh, you know, kind of where we're going to go with the labeling uh, and if, if it should be able to even say something like that. Um, I know the law right now is you could say Kentucky straight bourbon, but you have to denote what the finish is. But now they're thinking of taking that into a whole nother category of just a finished bourbon. Not saying it's a bourbon or Kentucky straight bourbon, but it's got to be bourbon finished now, in now, something. Did, yeah.
2: Wasn't a little bit of the the turmoil around what it said near Fred No's signature? What did it say near Fred Noe's signature? Uh, bold Kentucky bourbon by master distiller Fred No. Okay. So actually the bold Kentucky bourbon by Kentucky master distiller Fred No was what was introduced into the finishing process. Yes. But it wasn't the final product that appears in the bottle. So, at the end of the day, is that misleading or is it not?
4: To an extent, I would say. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> it's it's not a bourbon at the end, of it,
2: guys? If we go back to the late 1800s and we look at what uh, Colonel E.H. Taylor tried to achieve with his Bottled and Bond Act, um, it was to stop this this process of rectifiers introducing flavorings or, or or modifications into whiskeys in order to try to make them feel uh, more flavorful, older, whatever. And isn't that, in fact, what we're doing now?
1: Uh, and amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like it's flipped.
0: But again, but then you go into the argument, that's an additive. The rectifiers were adding stuff to the bourbon. This is, you're adding flavor, but you're not literally taking... Sherry and adding it to the bourbon, you're finishing it in a barrel. And I think that's where the argument is, is the back and forth. Well, here's a, here's a really good point. So when people are finishing
3: bourbons, what a lot of people don't always think is these bourbons are not always going into barrels that are, uh, will air quote dry. Some of these are very wet barrels, meaning there could be a significant amount of sherry cabernet whatever it may be in there. Now, the influence of that, you know, onto another barrel can be very significant. So when you're adding, you know, whatever the amount of the product is in that original barrel is going to be a huge influence on what that, that bourbon is. If anybody tells you that that's not an additive and you still want to call that a bourbon in the traditional sense, it's no longer that. It can't be that. By so law,
2: somebody somebody sends you a barrel, mm-hmm. and there's still five gallons of cabernet in the bottom of it, and then you add your bourbon to it. There's no regulations there to say, you know, that's hard to that's hard to control, isn't it? Very hard to control. Uh,
1: absolutely, the Very devil hard to control. is the only one that can control it, right? <laughs> yeah, devilish, I mean, you know, that's right. Yeah. I mean,
0: Scott and I, we've talked to some uh, some sorcerers who who have picked up some. Very rare barrels, and Mm -hmm. the barrels, like you mentioned, are are extremely wet inside. Right there's fresh juice in there of whatever the hell it was in there. The devil was sleeping that night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) rum, gin, uh, wine—take your pick. Mm -hmm. If the rule of law is that you can't add anything other than the barrel than what Mother Nature provides, right? Being color, weather, everything that goes into a fine bourbon in one barrel, then a wet barrel to me. If I'm going by the rule of law here, what the what the federal government provides, what needs to be bourbon, that would change it from not being called a bourbon. So let's let's ask the question here: What would
2: if if Colonel E. H. Taylor showed up today and saw what was going on in the industry? What do you think he would say?
0: Uh, Colonel Taylor, the way he, the way I know his history and the way that he was such a uh, he, I mean, he fought for that bottle and bond act. He got it, got it passed. He was a purist, did everything first class. I think he would say that's not a bourbon. Yeah. So I think some things are
2: going to change here in the future. I do believe that. I, you know, I like Legion. I think it's a, it's a fine tasting whiskey. I really enjoy it. Uh, It's not a bourbon, but it is a whiskey and I think it's a delicious whiskey Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. I really, and I'll continue drinking that bottle down until it's gone. But uh, you know, things change. Dan, Mm -hmm. what do you think? I,
4: there, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do not think that it would be considered a bourbon in my, in my opinion. Yeah. So
2: so in, in terms of the labeling, I think the changes have to come through the TTB, right? And what's able
0: to be labeled as a bourbon. I'm wondering if it's going to be bourbon finished in something as it is now, or if they're going to just literally call it finished bourbon. Does that become another category or do they take the word bourbon out of it? Yeah, that's the that's the
3: the. The hot button right there is that there's so many people that just don't want that term bourbon on there because it changes the whole aspect of things. But I mean, I'm in the camp of, you know, hey, if if you're OK, calling it what it is, if you want to still call it, it starts out as a bourbon, as we all know, finished in whatever. I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, it tells everybody, you know, Okay, I, I'm, I'm speaking from the standpoint of understanding that. Now, if, if a lot of people walk up to a shelf and have no idea, A, what the whole background and why, what bourbon is and why it has to be considered bourbon, well, I mean, there's, there's the education part of it. But for most consumers or a lot of consumers who do kind of understand that, as long as that's there and they understand here's the base, now here's what you got it finished in. I think people are okay with that. You're being a bit transparent, which a lot of people really appreciate nowadays. Hopefully.
1: Well, sometimes they don't appreciate it. <clears throat> <laughs> so I uh, told, my, told my wife's boss, that he's a Scotch drinker. Okay. And I said, well, all that is is leftover bourbon because we <laughs> ship the, the used bourbon barrels over to Scotland and they make whatever Correct. that they make. Bourbon, you know? bourbon <laughs> and cherry. Yeah, and so uh, it, it offended him that he was drinking leftover (laughs) bourbon in his (laughs) socks. So, you know, uh, maybe they don't all... You know, that's are yeah. Not all yeah okay mean, we, with that, we, but, we all know. we all know we're not going to please everybody. How, how much? How happens. much does that bourbon affect the taste of the Scotch? <laughs> well, I
2: tell you what, this is definitely a subject that has a
4: line in the sand, and people on both sides. There's yep. no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I, hey, I, yeah. I did have two um, distillers I'd actually like to call out that have I, that, in my opinion, I think have done a fantastic job with finished product. Um, one of them being Bell Mead. The stuff that they've done with their there for me especially the the cognac finish phenomenal phenomenal product um and the other one being a fairly new distillery um which is sagamore which is from my hometown of of baltimore amazing amazing Yeah. yeah Yeah, I mean some of the stuff that they've done with the Vintner's finish and the Port
0: finish. I actually got Jim a bottle of the uh castrine. I'm still uh, looking for the blueberries. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I think there's blueberries in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think both those distilleries have done a fantastic
4: job yeah. with the way that they finish their products. So, I'm really looking forward and to and seeing what else they do. And they're pushing everybody
1: else because I actually have had some Woodford finished in a cognac barrel.
0: Yeah, that was phenomenal. Cognac was it- to me poses one of the best uh one of the best attributes To finish a bourbon. I agree 100%. Yeah.
1: What I was told when I first started getting into bourbon is one of the reasons for the big bourbon explosion is cognac started getting too expensive. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for an alternative and bourbon happened to be that alternative for a lot of cognac drinkers and, uh, whoops, rut row. Yeah. <laughs> <Except> <laughs> later, it, it, took, it took off. Except you know? we're
2: not an after dinner drink. We're yeah. a before, during, and after. Dinner. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. That's a great group to be in. By yeah, the way. Yeah. There you go. All right. So has everybody had a chance to really evaluate, uh, Bourbon D, yeah, I'm yes. set. Yes, you guys are all set. All all right. Right. I I love it. Notes of good. All right. Well, let's finish <laughs> off what we have here, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll try number eight or do letter F, E, I guess, is the best way to say it. Sound good? All right. Sounds good. All right. Cheers. Sounds good. Okay, so we've moved on to bottle E here, bottle Echo. Are we ready to try
4: it? Let's do it. He's going in. Oh boy. I can already tell you it has, it has a fantastic nose. I, oh, yeah. Man, wow, everybody brought their game today. Hey, this
2: this
3: is, is finished. This is the last. <laughs> this is the I, last. <laughs> <game>. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm right.
0: This is chocolate covered
2: cherries. Wait, this could be. Scott's saying this is finished because he brought this one and he knows it. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I don't. I yeah, it's We did discuss our choices at some at some point, so we kind of knew what we were kind of teetering on, but this was like a choice of a very um, a large amount of bottles. Oh, man. And I don't think any of them were finished. Wow. This is chocolate covered cherries. Yeah, I'm, now, now that you is, say that. This is this is definitely now,
1: definitely, now, now definitely
3: you've got me convi- convinced that maybe it's not.
1: I don't know that it's chocolate covered cherries, but I'm definitely getting the Christmas Whitman's box.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: okay, man, when I get behind the chocolate, what am I going to get in (laughs) there? Oh, yeah. (laughs)
4: There's
1: some cherry
0: chocolates.
4: I I hate
0: when they don't label what's in each (laughs) chocolate. And you bite it and you go, (laughs) oh, my goodness. (laughs) Son of a, what is, I don't want orange. (laughs) Sorry. Talking loud.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know. I don't know about chocolate-covered cherries, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not cherries with chocolate
0: inside. It's it's definitely cherry chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: This is one of those, uh, the Nocello chocolates that my mother eats. Yeah, I think we had a few seconds
2: there where guys were, we were probably just pinging the mics. (laughs) I think they were just
0: going crazy.
1: But he was funny.
0: Oh. He was funny. So that's the, um, that's that's as close as you can get to a dessert bourbon as I've ever had. Man, I wow! Pick up some brown
4: sugars too. You guys get any some yeah. brown sugars? So yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, this for is sure. just
0: all. This is just an onslaught of sweetness and, yeah. and dessert type uh, aspects to it. Pretty incredible. Yeah, this is this is definitely a
2: um, a very creamy, sugary, yeah. chocolatey. Cherry. Oh, let me get all the words in there.
1: But not a high proof and a man, a long finish it, on it's this. Power. It's it's power. I think uh, yeah. I I feel like it's this,
0: got some proof. I feel like this is a high proof, but doesn't yeah. drink like one because okay. of all that sweetness. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody tasted
3: it yet? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So usually Scott, I'm the one that's following up. I'm the one that's usually still on the nose when everybody else has had their third taste.
4: I get a, a cherry apple pie on mine. <sighs> cherry apple pie finished with chocolate mousse
2: chocolate mousse that's this thing is an attack on the sides of the tongue you feel that absolutely yeah now what is it you taste on the sides of your tongue
4: i get a lot of citrus on the side of my tongue do you yeah Not, not not necessarily in this one but i pick up a lot of citrus on the sides I know that the
2: front of your tongue is one thing, and the center of your tongue is another. Sides are another. The rear is another. Bitter is here.
4: Bitter is usually on the finish, right? So it's on the back of the tongue. I believe it. I think... Educate me, guys. I think <laughs> sours are on the, the sides, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Now, now I got to go Google. You
4: yeah, guys, this, you is guys one of those, this is
3: one of those bourbons, again, where you get that nice sweetness up front, and boom, like, this is so, so much of a mid-palate. It copper, is mid. That, no, I, no, I was
1: going to say it, that it is the <laughs> mid part. That what I call that round in the corner. Yeah. It's that mm-hmm. is
3: where the best part of this
1: particular
4: bar is. You guys don't get any chocolate on the yeah. finish okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. Is, right. For me, I can't. I can't get past the chocolate in this. Yeah. yeah. This it, is one of you would figure that this is like finishing a Hershey's barrel. <laughs> There's so much chocolate in here that there was such
2: a thing. Okay. There's a little bit of atomic fireball here. I just a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get
3: a little
0: bit of some cinnamon there. That's for sure. Some cinnamon aspect too, and yeah, I could get that. On the the sides of my palate, I'm getting a
2: tartness. Yeah, this is definitely not a well-rounded bourbon, okay? This is a bourbon that juts out in a few very specific areas, I think. And it's very prominent
4: on chocolate. I think a little bit on the spicy cinnamon aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I when you said fireball and yeah. I took another sip, maybe that's where I'm getting that that cinnamon a, apple cinnamon red hots.
0: Yeah. Red hots. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, this is uh I don't know that I would categorize this as a hot bourbon, but I think it's
0: a, it's definitely a spicy bourbon. Yeah. yeah. It's spicy, but yeah. Again, I still think that this is I think it's a higher proof, but I think the that chocolatey aspect to it, that cherry, that cinnamon is making it tones it, it down yeah. just a tad. Yeah, yeah the it legs does. are
2: ridiculous. I mean, that legs are long.
3: Is, which yeah. is and another
0: which is another reason why I'm saying it's probably it a are, high prefer. guys it.
3: all getting a nice long finish
0: though with this. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, it, absolutely it lasts quite a bit. Quite yeah. A yeah. Long, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a cinnamon that just lingers. But the, the,
4: the flavor bomb
0: for me is on the mid palate. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like it, Jim was saying, and, and that's
1: that's what, yeah. that's Ooh, what we were saying. Yeah, yeah, the mid is where it's at on this. it's
0: not the most balanced that I've had, but. The, the flavor explosion on the mid-palate is really remarkable. So do you use the word balanced and rounded so, sort of
2: interchangeably? Yeah, kind, of. kind um, of.
0: Yeah, if I say rounded to me, I, I kind of look more for, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a balanced aspect to it. It has, it's got the, the sweet notes, the, the, the spiky notes, the sweetness that you love in a bourbon, but also the finish. You get that really nice rounded effect, you know, to most, uh, to a really good uh, really good pour. And, you know, so when I say rounded, but rounded to me also means sometimes uh, uh, a fuller flavor profile. It's not just cinnamon. Or I'm sorry. It's not just vanilla, caramel, oak. It has cinnamon, caramel, a fruitiness aspect, maybe a chocolate aspect to it. And then the finish. So you guys are you guys kind of organizing well, your pick so far in
4: the order you feel like they're I think so. They're coming yeah. in. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this. Something that it. it kind of missed out on for me was the front of the palette. Cause it feels like it hits that mid so fast. That it just completely skips the front of the palate And that's me. to, well, to me what well-rounded rubber. means. Yeah, drag yeah. strip Yeah, yeah this the one. The initial,
1: the, the mid, and the, the, and, and the finish are all about the same. And that's yeah. what well-rounded means to me. And this one is not. It hits that mid quick.
2: It yeah. does. And you know what? It, it kind of attacks the sides of my tongue pretty quickly. And it sits there on the back of the palate and, and lingers. So it's got a good finish. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's got a good finish. finish. The, but the, it's, it's yeah. kind of a, a, a cinnamon, spicy, red hot kind of. Yeah. I mean it
1: it's a good bourbon. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a delicious it's, bourbon. It's, yeah, it's, it's I, delicious. I don't know if there's any subpar to here tonight, actually. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. out of
0: all of these, this is gonna be pretty tough to pick. It's really kinda of, and you know, if you reverse the orders of these, any of these other whiskeys, any of these other bourbons could have affected the other one. So, I, I do feel like there's stuff that I've tried in here
4: before though. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
0: More more than more than one, I would I would say. This to me is the most unique. I don't, this to me is something I, if I had to guess, I'm not sure. Yeah. I
2: I think this is appropriately the last pour Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you were arranging these in the order of how they would attack your palate, this one would be I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Appropriately the last pour. Yeah. (laughs) To
0: to me, if I had the only thing that I would come close to guessing this as, uh, that's would be close to a flavor profile that I've tasted would be a Woodford, or maybe an old forester i do get a lot of chocolatey aspect to those brands in particular but you know i could be wrong i don't i've that, never tasted anything like this from an old Forester or woodford so i don't think it's that
1: that salami you just had didn't influence this at all right
4: like an old Fitz,
0: do you an older old Fitz? uh yeah no this is not no. a weeded bourbon this is definitely not weeded. Yeah. Old Fitz is definitely way more I at sometimes ease than weed, this. Weeded
2: bourbons can exhibit a little bit of a spicy flavor. They yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think
3: this is this is old fitz like, in my opinion. I still think there's more up front than than you guys are saying. I, I get still I do get more of a of a balance. I still do get stuff forward, mid, mid and, and finish, finish.
1: finish
2: for me. So when you first, Scott, when you first, after your nose, when you first took that
3: initial sip, mm-hmm. what was that initial impression on the front of your tongue? I got a really nice, like, kind of uh, vanilla creme brulee Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 initially.
2: Wow. So what do you guys think about uh, some of the new releases that have come out recently?
3: Oh. New releases that have come out recently yeah. or releases that are upcoming. Well, either one. Let's talk about I'll, both. I'll chime in on this. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the new uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select. Oh, yeah. I think it's just a fantastic, you know, <laughs> bourbon. And and maybe it was a little bit um, when you heard Brent Elliott talk about how they wanted this to be a combo of their limited edition and maybe Al Young that you start to think, oh, my God, I love both of those. But when you start really Drinking it, it gives you that really well-rounded
4: everything that I think people really enjoy
3: from Four Roses.
4: Yeah, you know? I, I to your point, you know, I, and I think I I had talked to you about this before was when you give that time to open up and sit, you pull so many different flavors out from that bourbon I mean you get some of the the mint and you get some of the the fruity sweetness um but I mean you you let it sit for a little while and the profile completely changed for me anyway and I think I I think I told you that did
1: did anybody bring any <laughs> <laughs> it could be in here. Yeah, it could be in here. <laughs> be in here. Be in yeah. I don't know. Oh god. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't I know.
2: know. I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that little just tinge of bitterness on the back end that I got
0: from that. Did you guys get the same thing mm. when you were drinking it? Uh the the more I sipped it, the better the finish got for me personally. <laughs> I the more I sipped on it, the uh the finish for me almost got effervescent. Almost like a tingly. Like, this, like a tingly yeah. brightness okay. yeah, to I it. Yeah, I got the same thing. Yeah. Maybe I might have taken that as a bitterness, but
2: maybe yeah. it wasn't a bitterness. Maybe yeah. more of a more tingly. It was a kind
0: tingliness. Of- it was it's kind of the same finish. where you were we were you brought up the the cream of uh, Kentucky earlier. Right. And that to me had a very effervescent finish to it. The right. What? And that what went back. What? The cream of Kentucky. Cream
1: of Kentucky. Yeah.
0: And that kind of reminded me of that finish a little bit. Not as bright as the cream of Kentucky, not as long, but similar. Okay. All right. Well, I tell
2: you what, I, I really like that bourbon. We had that in, um, I think, episode oh, three or something like that, where we were, yeah, we had that. We had that. Bur- oh, with Jeff Irish at oh, Bourbon okay. Barrel yeah, Rehab. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really like that bourbon. I think it's L E ish kind yeah, of ish. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Ish. I agree. But <clears throat> um it definitely falls short. If you have it side by side with like the 130th or or an Young, I mm-hmm. haven't had it with the Young, but I had it with the 130th. Um, you could you could definitely tell it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah.
0: the nose, when I did my review on it, it, and I think I said in my review, the nose reminded me of the one thirtieth. Okay. The flavor profile did not. The 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 mouthfeel and everything was definitely different but i think what it offers you know you have to pay 140 150 160 bucks yeah. for 130th that's retail yeah. what it offers for you at 60 ish dollars you can get pretty close to it and i think that's a remarkable product
2: so you guys happy it's on the shelf at 50 60 and you can get it just about
3: any time you want yes yeah we we don't get i i i was able to pick up a a bottle while i was down here i i got one from from jason before um yeah and i think for f- 55 60 dollars i mean non-chill filtered good proof 104 proof it it fits fall or falls right into that category of something
0: i really really enjoy so close
1: enough for the price basically yes
0: yeah. i would think so i think for for what others are offering out there you're getting a quality bourbon from a quality distillery had a good proof non chill filtered, it's really everything a, you know a bourbon lover, you know, would really want. Mm. Yeah,
2: I think I drank my first bottle in the first uh, few days, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. I did an Instagram glamour <laughs> shot, and then I drank my <laughs> second bottle in the next few days, and then here I am, yeah, without any four roses, you know, yeah, small yeah.
0: batch select, but that's all right. Uh, f- for me, I would think the uh, trying to think so a small batch select definitely falls in there four gate is another one yeah, that i gate. absolutely freaked yeah. out over um but i, I think, have not had it yet yeah four gate uh you know listen it's it's a source whiskey but what they did with it is they took uh they they found these very kind of um unique sherry barrels these oloroso sherry cast that held rum And then they dumped that and then they aged this 11 year bourbon in those casks. So it has a George T. Stagg antique collection type nose front of the pallet. But the finish is just a whole nother animal. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's sweetness. There's molasses. There's brown sugars. There, I mean, it really blew me away.
2: And the good thing is, it's it's on the shelves. So you can go. Yeah, get you
0: it. can get it here at uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah,
3: and oh. it's and it's a, a steep price point. I mean, it's two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks, unfortunately.
0: You know. But yep. if you, I mean, if you're a collector or if you really like. If you don't mind paying the price for something that unique, then um, it's a definitely a pickup for oh, me. Oh, your friend Jason has a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one other one I'm looking forward to is the uh, the Wild Turkey Cornerstone. The Cornerstone. Ride. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait for that one to hit the market.
2: So this is um this is a rye coming from Wild Turkey. Yep. And this is something that Bruce is kind of behind, right? Correct. Yeah. So I guess Jimmy and Eddie are not rye guys, but Bruce, on the other hand, is uh is a rye guy.
0: Yeah, this uh this this release. It's something that actually David and I have been talking about. Uh we've been really looking forward to it. It's supposed to release on Father's Day, apparently. Uh, so I, I cannot wait to get my hands on that and try that I'm a huge fan of Wild Turkey we were just there today so you're going to be calling me on the day before
5: Father's <laughs> Day yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim are
2: you running down to mm-hmm. Wild Turkey
0: <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know about that I, I have I have a couple contacts working on getting a bottle as soon as possible so we'll, we'll see what <laughs> happens Father's
1: Day Jason yeah. you know when your mother and I were talking uh,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. No.
1: Yeah, that, you're going to really love that cornerstone by the <laughs> way right. yeah I'm, it's yeah. going to be good for me you think I'll yes, yeah, right.
3: yeah. get you
0: Worry.
1: <laughs> but but speaking of about to be released yeah and, and you, I don't know how you guys are when I've had some good stuff the day before it still lingers the day after yeah so <clears throat> when old Carter puts out that bourbon June 14th their mm-hmm. bourbon it's pretty good stuff yeah I, I have to say uh you know I don't know for the price depending on who you are but um Looking forward to that. That's going to be a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah.
0: yeah a lot of these new releases Fuck. we're talking about, if you take price out of the aspect, uh, yeah, they, let's these, take price yeah, out of the aspect. Yeah, yeah. These are, these are really, you no, know, well, that, that was phenomenal. a nice part. I
3: mean, the other night, I know you guys had just recorded recently a, a podcast with with Mark and Sherry uh, Carter. Uh, we also had a a, a nice time with them the other night. And that's what the bartenders were saying. Got anyway. to taste a lot of stuff, <laughs> got to taste a lot of stuff uh, as as you as you both did. And um the the passion that they have behind their product, I mean, it really translates into into that whiskey. Yeah. And again, yeah. aside from price point, uh, it's just one of those those brands you really love to support and i mean it's delicious and, bourbon and, and, and rice and i'll
1: say it it's as solid a product as anything out there yeah Just, now
2: you know a lot of our listeners are not in kentucky you know they're around the world certainly uh throughout throughout the united states and around the world but you know carter is a kentucky only release so it's all it's really hard for people to get that
1: it, it was the first I'd ever had.
4: So, you
2: know. but yeah, but we fully expect all bourbon aficionados to get on an
0: airplane and come to Louisville at least once a year, exactly, and tour the right? Distilleries, right? It's part of coming to Kentucky. You can, you can make your plans, get to Kentucky, and while you're hunt here, hunt out hunt out some foregate and hunt down some Carter. That's yeah. right. That's right. Carter. Yeah, that's right. What about you, uh, Dan? What's your what's your favorite upcoming release or I, something coming well, up? I mean, I, I, honestly, you had mentioned Fourgate,
4: and that's yeah. uh, I mean, that stuff is fantastic. I have uh, I think like a little less than half a bottle left at home. Um, so you,
0: you heathen, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't yeah.
4: bring it. I know. Well, maybe I might have a sample in uh-huh. the car. No, yeah. but Dan, Dan did
0: bring a dusty. So uh, I did. And I did. Yeah. 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 Dan was kind enough to share his old Taylor bourbon from 1944. Yeah. I mean, in, I mean, oh, yeah. Don't, Taylor, that, you know, that, that, that hit
1: was, me, you know, for what it was, it hit me harder than what I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. You know, it jumps hotter than 100, for
2: sure. So, one last new release that we'll talk about here, and it's not out yet, but it will be very soon, mm-hmm. is the 114 from Buffalo Trace, right? The antique, yeah, the full-proof. Weller,
0: the Weller full proof. Everybody looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm kind of, kind of holding back my enthusiasm until I try it. Yeah. I mean, Antique One Hundred and Seven. I am one of the lucky ones that I can get Antique any day of the week. Right. Uh, in Ohio, for some reason, Weller Antique, Weller Special Reserve comes in extremely uh, often, especially every Tuesday. I go to my store, and it's usually there every morning. It sells out fast, but if I'm there early, I can get it. Is it going to be that much better than the well or antique? That's what I really want to know. Well, I know, what, I know one thing. You and I are going to find out early. Yes, we are. Because
2: we're going on a 114 pick. Oh, I am so looking forward to it. On my birthday, by the way. Your birthday? What day is your birthday? July 9th. July 9th. Oh, my goodness, guys. Big birthday present
1: for Jason. <laughs> Did I ever say you guys are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's your son. Uh-huh. That, yes. There you go.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll give a shout out to the liquor outlet here in Louisville, Kentucky, who um, who we pick for. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going to go on that pick, and we're going to pick a darn good barrel. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you folks out there, just line up, because this is going to be a good one.
1: Yep. So one of these days, when you guys go on a pick, pick me, okay? <laughs> pick me to go too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we will, Randy. All right, thanks. Absolutely. So everybody, bourbon E, you got your notes? Got the is, notes. Is it
1: possible to go back and try... Some of these. So like, here's what we're gonna side do, side guys. Again, here's maybe. what
2: we're gonna do because we have uh, gone through five bourbons and it's and we've all taken notes, but we've also retained samples of each of the five bourbons. Each one of us has. We're gonna take. We're gonna go off air here for a minute. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna sample each one of these again. We'll do them side by side, and we'll come to. Our own individual conclusions about what we think about these. And and then the reveal is going to happen. And then we'll do the reveal. Oh, yes. And, a a, and the prize. ladies have put the key in a sealed envelope over there. So we're going to go to it. Gary All right.
4: Gary has uh, been protecting that envelope over there, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: Gary's been watching that envelope. He's not letting anybody get near it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's take a break here and we'll come back. Sound good? Sounds right. good. Sounds it. good. Okay, guys, so we have all tabulated all of our scores. I think we all know where we sit, right? Scott, you know where you sit? Yes. Dan? I do. Jason? I'm ready.
1: Randy? In amongst the mist and confusion, yes, I think I have some semblance of order.
2: (laughs) Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the table here, and we're going to talk about who's number one, what you got your number one for, and then, you know, just just sort of mention your other ones in order but we're going to focus on what your number one was because by the time we get through five guys five bourbons for five guys it's going to get kind of confusing so we can be here till midnight (laughs) what everybody wants to know is what are they and what order did they come in so we'll get to that after we do our reveal sound good sounds Sounds good good. all right randy where we got
1: I went with the B as my well, my number one was actually the infinity because I poured them all into one. We, yeah, we can, I, can confirm it was fantastic. That's the winner tonight, but yeah. we can't do that. So I went with B because it had to me the best all around. i I got a good beginning, I got a good mid around that corner, and a good finish on that on that B. And so I rated them B, C, E, D, and A. B, C, E, D, M, and A. A. A because the pepper just basically canceled out any vanilla, caramel, and anything I got on on A. So I had to put that at the bottom of the list because, you know, it was, gr- it was great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm looking for the best all around. I'm looking for the winner, and B was it for me. B, Randy.
4: You yeah, know what's crazy about that, Randy, is... Looking at what you're, what you picked, and looking at mine, it's almost the exact, exact opposite, opposite order.
5: <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So can we all <laughs> agree that blind is the
2: great equalizer? Absolutely, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. and
4: that we all, you know, we all have different palettes, the, and yeah, it's all very the, subjective. The, this really is what it, what it's all about when you come to pick something blind. Is right. just mm-hmm. everybody's palette is different? Absolutely, Scott. Where are we at
3: with you, buddy? So. Like Randy, um, I actually went with C. However, I chose C because of what he described, the full experience. It's it's beginning, middle, finish. It was everything that I think I love in a bourbon. Nice long finish. You get a nice, you know, forward palate, you know, um, profile. Mid was nice and spicy and still sweet. Nice long finish. Hit you with that rye was still some final sweetness so i went with c as my winner and my order was c e b a d c e b a d correct but but
1: c was number two for me so this you know i I, we keep that one keeps popping up doesn't it yeah so
2: So we got b randy and c scott all right dan it keeps
4: popping up (laughs) until you get to me okay all right (laughs) were differ a little bit right? need to So um, for me I went with a to be honest with you. Um, my number one pick again, you get that fruity sweetness the the, the jam, um, a little bit of the earthy notes um, the, the sweet spice and the peppery finish on the end. Um, for me that's what I like. Um, it almost reminds me of the spiciness that you get from a turkey. Um, or, or maybe sometimes some of those those Russells Reserve picks. Um, I like that peppery finish toward the end, but that that sweet style jam and that uh those those little bit of earthy notes that that really really caught on to me. So, um, my my order was A E D C B, A E D
2: C B, correct. So it's. Well, we can't a help these bass accolades. So, whatever. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, okay be, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. I'm a, a little different. <laughs> so, so to recap here, we've got B. Randy, C. Scott,
1: A. Dan. <laughs> Boy, this is shaping up, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, oh,
0: my goodness. Oh, oh Jason, feel, I'm feeling They're the, the spotlighting right. the pressure. There you go, uh, Jason. You're on, you the on man. me right now. <laughs> All right. So I think I think I have a little bit of everyone will be happy here. (laughs) So uh, my first uh, pick was actually letter C as well, just like Scott. Um, I love the apple cinnamon aspect to this bourbon, the corn sweetness that that fresh mash uh, scent that I got to on the nose. But the apple cinnamon spiciness, I think when I was describing it, it was apple cinnamon uh, pie or a. Or like a um like a Granny Smith apple pie with some cayenne pepper on it because the finish just kept going and going and going, and for me, finish is a really big aspect of a bourbon. You could get all the sweetness you want, but if I don't, if I'm not still kind of getting that pepperiness on the end and that really nice finish, you know, it just falls flat for me. And between the flavor profile, the mid palate, that cinnamon sweetness, and then the finish that just lingered, that one really did it for me. So my final lineup was C, B. A, D, E, C,
2: B, A, D, E. Yes. So C, Jason. C, Jason. C, Jason. So we've got B, Randy, C, Scott, A, Dan, C, Jason. Uh-oh. oh I'm B, seeing a little bit of a trend here. Um, All right, Jim. All right. You're it's
1: up. my turn. you the tiebreaker, buddy.
2: All right. <laughs> so um, for me, I mean, it was really close between A and C. I uh really kind of um gravitated towards both of those. Uh but at the end of the day, um I I went with C.
1: C Jim. C Jim.
2: So mine were um uh, the reason I chose C is because I thought it was uh, it was definitely bold, it was spicy, it had an amazing finish. Mm-hmm. And and Jason, just like you. I got that apple cinnamon kind of uh, wonderfulness, if that's a word. It is uh, now. It is now, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, it was really close with A. A was an amazing bourbon for me. Uh, But, you know, uh, I think C just won out by a point or two. It was just a little bit better. Yeah. So mine was um, C-A-D-B-E. C-A-D-B-E so it's uh b randy c scott a dan c jason c jim so we got three c's in there I oh my god sounds, sounds like, sounds like the, the c's are correct but you know what as <laughs> guys as we add up the points as we add up
0: the points we may find that it doesn't work out that way so, that's correct all right all right so we're going to take a little break now right try right. and do the scores tally up and then we'll be back with the scores and the reveals and the The reveals and i can't wait to get my little tray
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it is results time i'm so excited about this what do you guys think well well jim let's get
1: this out of the way first one thing we all agreed on is the infinity was freaking <laughs> awesome? a bottle of I'm telling you, yeah. I, I want some of this. If, yeah, yeah. We got to work the on I, the. I, I, I think, think
4: we can now consider ourselves master blenders. <laughs> well, one, one thing I do want to say though, and then I think everybody's disagreed with me here, is there's a Heaven Hill product in here. Oh, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. It's be been
3: out me for 15 minutes. So i think right. it's, I think it's B. All right, all
2: right, all right. So Scott's dad, I'm so, I'm so ready, Gary Scott. Scott's dad is here and he's kind of the master of ceremonies. <laughs> he is going to, he has already opened the sealed envelope and he is going to let us know what the last place bottle was. And this would be bottle.
1: Hold, uh, hold on. Before we go D. that far, Gary, can you read at this point? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sampling all this, are you still, are you still. I'm confident. These cars. <laughs> okay,
5: all right,
2: all right. So this would be The last place would be bottle D, which had eleven points. Bottle D, D is in D David. As in dog, dog, Delta. David. Delta, He's Delta. It out. Wait, I was in the military, Delta. So D who brought is, this oh,
1: bottle? Oh, what is that? Oh my
2: gosh, it was a three seventy-five to start with. Oh yeah, who brought this bottle?
0: That is yes. my bottle. Oh, my goodness. I can't see it. That is a Buffalo Trace single oak project. Oh, my gosh. Is that the 149? Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I know. Let me see that bottle. That's insane.
4: But you know what, though? How many of us said that there was Buffalo Trace product in here? Yeah. Yeah. In several of these tastings, we said that there was was Buffalo Trace
0: product in here. I feel so ashamed. I thought this was a WB Saffle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is the uh, the Buffalo Trace Single Oak Project uh, line that they've released. Um, uh, we actually had a sip of this uh, not too long ago, and um, I decided to, I wasn't good sure if I was going to throw this in the blind or not. Yeah. I figured it had such a unique flavor profile. I would, and I'm glad everybody got to try it. It was. It's a very unique flavor. You would never think that this was a, a Buffalo Trace so it was really good really good really good in yeah. fact all the bourbons tonight totally were. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I was just gonna
4: say that jim is uh, i mean uh, there was nothing here that wasn't good you know yeah. everything was yeah. really Fino, tasty these are yeah, f- all like you know we're a, we're we're, we're splitting sl- yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. i could have taken the last place bourbon here and just sit down absolutely. in the chair there's a no shame in anything yeah, no here, whatsoever yep. yeah all right so next next on our list um, actually, what we had was um, bottle E. Bottle E had thirteen points, and bottle E was the fourth place bottle. So what we have here is, and the reveal is out.
0: Scott. Oh. Oh, the John Henry. John uh, Henry. That's, Henry. The, uh, that's so.
3: That's the J Henry. So this. We'll is, hand the bottle to Scott, so yeah. he can tell us about it. Yeah. So this is a uh, so this is a Wisconsin bourbon, and this was uh, actually chosen by uh, Nancy Fraley. Oh, okay. And she did a pick and pulled this barrel aside and told them to bottle this. Do not blend it with anything. And it's bottled at cast strength at uh, just under one hundred and twenty proof. And it's age seven years. And this is the one that we've,
2: well, at least you and I, Dan, maybe maybe Jason as well, thought we got like a fireball on kind of a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's it's a little bit of a hot bourbon, Mm -hmm. but it's
3: uh, it's a delicious. Mm -hmm. What was the Mm -hmm. proof on that again, Scott? Just shy of one twenty. Doesn't have the proof. It's like fifty nine point nine four percent ABV. Yeah, one twenty. (laughs) We're on
1: the fringe. It'll still burn (laughs) a new one all the
3: way. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
2: (laughs) All right, so our next two bourbons and we can't we're not going to take the time to figure out which one is third better, and better which one is second, second or whatever. Yeah. But basically the next bourbon uh, I'm just going to say is um, B and B had 15 points, bourbon B. This is my guess
4: at a heaven hill. <laughs> oh, and Dan oh, you would be right. Dan. There you oh, it, very interesting. Wow. So this, what, this what barrel is that? Because that is really good, man. 6105.
1: This is the tenure Henry McKenna
4: bottle and bond. Bottle
1: and bond. My and, word. And one international whiskey. And and you know, my, my world, bourbon cousin yeah. Fred Minnick was involved the in all the whiskey thing. of the year. And, and I, I so I said to myself, you know what? Let's see what these guys really have. If this is supposed to be considered one of the top. Let's see what they have. And the reason, and, and like I said, it it came out to me. I, I did not actually know that this was mine, but it had the overall, you know, it it hits you at the front, it hits you at the mid-palate, and it hits you at the end. It, it, it was, it. Well so it was rounded, delicious. Well-rounded. Well-rounded bourbon. And, you know, it's only 100 proof. Yeah. But I, I wanted to see basically how you heavy hitters mm. would take something that wasn't hundred hundred ninety proof <laughs> golden grain crap, you know. Golden <laughs> grain. You know? Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's that's what B was. Yeah. so well,
2: I tell you what, if you want to score well in the competition,
3: you bring Henry McKenna bottle of bond. I, yeah, I, I, damn, calling uh, out to heaven. I had some great. I had some great notes on this one, yeah. and yeah. it's very. Yeah. It's yeah. Unbelievable! I, like
4: again, fantastic. there's nothing no. wrong with that bottle
0: yeah. at all. No, and the no, spiciness, you know. fruitiness, cookies, pecans—I mean, it yeah. was yeah. all the pecan. I, I like, like honey, graham crackers. Like honey graham crackers.
2: Yeah, it was. All but, right. Well, you know, there was a tie for that that place, and the the next one was uh, a which had oh, yeah. also 15 points, yep. and we have a
0: four roses.
2: Yeah, four roses. This is called.
4: Yeah. We called it B- cool yeah. we, yeah. we
0: said A was four roses. So yeah, we yeah. called it.
4: This is a uh, it's a four roses. It's a nine year three month um, OESV uh, Brent Elliott select pick. Um, so that's the twenty percent rye mash bill. Um, the delicate fruitiness and um, the creamy fruity um, pick, and just uh, re- really good. And, and it came in at sixty two point six percent ABV. So one of the funny thing is, is when I was when I was drinking these samples,
3: I thought
2: that was mine.
0: <laughs> I, that was one I, I was like, "That's the one I brought." Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh, my hey, good. Uh, yeah. We called it out as four roses for yeah. that for no. that rye spice, and yeah, that was I can't believe, absolutely. At all, that we hit, we hit that one. Yeah. yeah.
2: And of course, with twenty-one points was the letter C bourbon, and it is.
4: It's something that I've tasted too. What, I think, I I think, think Jason that. called it out. Should I call that one out too? Oh, oh yeah! Yes. Eh, Taylor, Eh, oh, B- Taylor, I knew
3: it. Wow, so good. So this is the
2: 2018 Eh Taylor. This is the 129.7
0: i i i knew it oh yeah. my god i can't believe I. oh my so god jason t- your palette is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe i nailed that that it's that pecan that apple cinnamon that is colonel taylor Bowproof proof 2018 all day yeah. yeah wow so it's a good bourbon but i tell you what guys all these
2: bourbons were just absolutely fantastic yeah. fantastic delicious bourbons and uh, you know what? I haven't even heard of your Scott. Yeah, hadn't heard
1: of it yet.
3: Yeah, they're doing so, they're doing some neat things and stuff up there. So uh, um, hopefully they'll maybe get down here and you guys can try it. But
1: you know, if the price is right, I'll sh- I'll ship some lime water up there too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is
2: we're gonna take um, what's remaining. So we filled in order to prepare for this blind, we filled five three seventy five flasks with our bottles. And I'm looking here at those five flasks and they all have about a quarter fill left in them. Yep. We're going to mix them all together.
1: We're blending yeah. them. We're I, I'm blending telling them. you the infinity on this <laughs> beat everything. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it was, yeah. i it. Yeah. sipping on this right yeah. here and yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, Mm.
2: So we'll all take one of these home with a little bit in it and and uh, enjoy, enjoy it. And remember this day. You. That's yep. gonna be yeah. some be man. a great reminder. Great memories. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So let's let's take a minute here and and talk a little bit about what you guys have going on because we've got uh, Jason with the Mash and Drum. We've got Scott with My Bourbon Journey. We've got Dan who's getting ready to start a channel. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys have going on here and what what your listeners and your viewers can expect for the future.
0: Uh, I would say for me, um, I, as much as I love doing reviews, uh, I've been focusing uh, lately on doing some of these head-to-heads. I call them a special series called Double Base, um, where I take two whiskeys. I think if I going into a liquor store, and and thinking, man, should I get that one or should I get that one? Uh, I've gotten some really great, uh, some really great suggestions from viewers. And people that are uh, that are watching and they're there i mean i've got so many suggestions that's incredible so um besides my normal reviews which uh if you guys don't know visit the mash and drum on uh, youtube uh, you can find me on instagram the Mash and drum as well and on twitter at mash and d uh, contact me let me know uh, what you're drinking what you're thinking about if there's anything you want me to review uh, the thing with my reviews is uh, not only will you get to know what i think of the bourbon um, you will also get some history behind the distillery and also some history behind the bottle. Uh, if it's a new distillery, you'll know where it's coming from. I like to get into all that really bourbon geeky stuff. Uh, it's it's really what I love about bourbon—the stories and the people behind that's uh, that's making the bourbon. Um, so I do my regular reviews. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. I do some Scotch every now and then as well, but mostly bourbon and some and uh, mostly rye. Uh, I'll throw in a little Irish whiskey in there too every now and then. Uh, but uh, between the reviews, I have my double bass. I do uh, my double bass. I do the head-to-head series. I do a, um, I do some special series. I did the March Madness, the uh, 30 to... A lot of fun. Yeah, lot, it was a lot of fun. You, between $20 to $30 bourbon bracket showdown, which was uh, a lot of fun as well. Um, and I also do... We have an upcoming episode that I collaborated with Scott called Off the Still uh, which uh, which I got to meet. My first episode is with Elizabeth McCall over at Woodford Reserve. Where I get to sit down with a master distiller and go through their process, what they do, and so I could learn. Um, so the second one's coming out soon. will also be available on Scott's channel, uh, Off the still, which will be uh, with uh, Caleb Kilburn over at um, uh, Peerless. Looking forward to that Yeah, one. so we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah,
2: Great. And when you when you do your reviews, you don't just uh, pop a bottle and taste it. You you visit
0: that bottle over a period of days. Right. Yeah. So what I learned, uh, as I mentioned to you before, uh, I will pour the bottle maybe when I choose to. OK, I'm going to review this. I will actually open it and pour it over the course of two to three days to see how it is from the first pour to the third pour. And then once I get into the review after a day of rest, I see how it's reacted how it still tastes. Consistency for me is a huge part of a good bourbon. I like to see if, uh, if the first sip is the same as the fourth, fifth sip, or if it's evolved and or changed change for the better. They do change, right? They do change. Yeah. So for me, I don't, I don't think you could really judge a uh, bourbon scotch, whatever it may be on a neck pour. I really think you have to sit with it, give it time. And that's the only way I can provide a, a, uh, you know, an accurate review, you know, for the reviewers. And, you know, we go into price and stuff and the value. And uh if something if I review something that's a little bit hard to find, then what I'll do is is I'll give you recommendations on stuff that's you know might be a little bit similar. Right. So I do my research on that too. Good deal. And also
1: and and like I said, after having a few pours with Jim and the hotter stuff. Yeah. When he first mentioned you, Jason, you know, I thought it was Smashed and Drunk. Smashed <laughs> <laughs> and, and Drunk. And I,
0: and I said, if you go back to my earlier episodes and watch my Bowel Proof Lights, probably getting close to Smashed and Drunk. <laughs> so,
1: you know, we try a few samples with you, but
0: anyway. Right. So we,
2: no. we, want a, we want a fun show called Smashed and Drunk. Oh, yeah. I'll, the, I'll the, work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the third
1: pour with, with Bourbon Road
2: here. Uh, yeah. 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 So, right.
4: Dan, Dan, you've got some things in your future. Won't you tell us a little bit of what, what, what yeah, you might I, I do. After spending a lot of time here um, in Kentucky with these guys um and, and really just I've, I've talked to both of them about um uh you know maybe starting up a channel and um you know what, what to call it and and what to review and i mean talking to you know both these guys i really want to pick their brains because they both have really great channels and i've supported both of them the, the whole time so um but yeah i think you know maybe coming out with a channel called um you know dusty dan's bourbon and whiskey reviews or some
1: taste of trout is out. Yeah. 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 I think that's out for now. Um, yeah, Yeah, I don't think my life, my my life would like that one too much, but,
4: uh, um, you know, going to taste in some of the, um, some of the, the dusty stuff that i have you know maybe once a month and doing you know maybe three other reviews of something that's easily you know accessible to to the you know the outside world and um I, i'm really looking forward to doing it i've wanted to do it and um you know I, I would hope i would get the same support that that you know both these you know these guys have on on their channel. so well, i think, so, I, think
2: I think you already get a lot of love on online so yeah I, yeah it's yeah,
1: yeah, pretty and good you're
4: located That's appreciated you're
1: located in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, see? yeah. Okay, I'm located Baltimore.
4: out of Baltimore, about about 15 minutes outside the city. So, <laughs> so, uh,
2: so why don't we why don't we let everybody
4: know where they can follow you at? Yeah, so you can, that when the time comes, they we can, already we can, know. Yeah, yeah we can absolutely. Look at I mean, you can really find me on Instagram at uh, the Dan Trout. Um and then just on on Facebook at Dan Trout. So um I'll probably do a lot of my stuff on on Instagram more than, than Facebook, but uh we'll see what happens. I might make that transition. So if they follow you, they'll they'll know when it's coming. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. I'll make sure it's posted and we'll have uh we'll have everything ready. So
3: awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to those dusty,
2: buddy.
4: Yeah, man.
3: Scott, you have the floor. Thank you very much. And thanks for having us on today's uh podcast. Hey, it's it was, been uh, fun. It was a, it was a great fun, time and, Fun, uh, man. very very appreciative uh so yeah my my channel uh my bourbon journey uh similar to jason so i i think it's now going through and and having a channel for roughly two and a half years um i've i've kind of come to the conclusion that yeah doing doing reviews are are a lot of fun you know individually and Fortunately, I've 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 been very lucky to have had a lot of things sent to me from different distilleries, a lot of times craft stuff. Um, I've I really enjoy tasting a lot of different whiskeys similar to how we did it, um, you know, tonight. But, you know, tasting these different profiles, whether it's young, old, whatever it may be, and and really getting these the the nuance of of where some of these these whiskeys are coming from. Um, kind of around the country was was something for me that that really intrigued me to the point where I wanted to reach out to to people and and do these reviews. Um, outside of that, um, I guess a couple of other things, the the head to heads like Jason does on his channel. I think doing these for people that are, you know, new to whiskey or just wanting to know a little bit more that. You know, doing head-to-heads versus just an individual review gives people a, a nice perspective of what it is they're tasting profiles. And when you describe something up against something else, now that may sway them one way or another as to what it is that that they really prefer. You know, hot, spicy, you know, sweet, whatever it may be, and and really allowing people to understand that um, was something that I recently kind of started doing and i did it with elijah craig and uh what was the other one i matched it up with elijah craig and oh boy i've drawn a blank but But that other whiskey the other whiskey correct and um (laughs) i i just i just i feel that those are those are, are important you know videos to do for people and then the other thing i really have a good time doing is a lot of the live streams where I'm able to interact with, with people within the, within the whiskey, you know, industry, whether it's master distillers, um, you know, blenders, you know, whatever it may be, even, even collaborating, you know, with other channels like, you know, Jason and hopefully someday Dan um, and, you know, it allows us to do the, the, you know, podcasts and things. So, you know, being able to do those things are are a lot of fun and and I'll kind of continue to do uh, a lot of the a lot of the same types of things, and just kind of really be more of a a mixed bag, and mix in some different things, you know, here and there, but all still surrounded mostly uh, involving you know bourbons and ryes. I don't really venture out into the. The scotches and things like that so, so scott, how do we get in touch with you what's so, the best way social media to get so to get in touch? Uh, obviously um, my bourbon journey on uh, on youtube uh, also have uh, instagram my bourbon journey there as well uh, same thing through uh, twitter my bourbon journey and there's also a, a facebook page dedicated uh, just to that we I'll upload videos and things like that so that's awesome
2: i'll tell you what i really appreciate scott when i tune into your channel i'm able to find out about bourbons and other whiskeys that you know are not in the limelight yeah Yeah, thank you very much
3: and and again i get you know going back i've had a lot of support from a lot of you know the people you know channels you know jason specifically dan uh they've all been supporters yourself all i've gotten a lot of you know just good feedback you know all that kind of stuff so i i'm i'm very thankful for for everybody with that
0: yeah to echo scott's comments on live streams um i do a live stream usually every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time and the that's the time that we get to interact with the viewers talk to them you know kind of do a a live production of what we love to do talk about bourbon talk about whiskey whatever it may be and you know your support you know randy dan is always in this in the chat room everybody who watches that's the time we really get to those the, the people that watch the viewers that show up for the live streams are the ones that really drive drive the um the basically drive the content for what we're doing yeah, they I mean, drive the drive within us if that yeah, makes it's, sense. it's a great
2: community because you know yeah. the
0: interaction between them
2: and you know when i bounce between <clears throat> your channel and scott's channel i see a lot of the same people yeah you know yeah. a lot of yeah. the same people there so uh, this uh, is this uh, is a community that you know that is uh is supporting you guys you know across the board yeah
1: hey Jason, don't you think B was the best, actually? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I'm gonna have to get on this chat thing, uh, man. Colonel, <laughs> Colonel Taylor Bowelproof was Maybe? my bourbon of the year last year. Oh, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely good. fantastic. Now,
2: Hard to now I want to say I knew that, so you'd pick it, but
0: <laughs> not only did I pick it, but I called it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. And, and, you did. And, and, hey,
1: shout out. Dan, you were right on, bud. What the haven't yeah, 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 yeah. We got all
2: the too. I knew okay, oh, it we're, not worthy, I brother. Brother. we're not worthy brother. No, no. <laughs> well, I tell you what, guys, we've got a fine room of pallets here, and everybody uh, brought great bourbons tonight. We had an awesome time. What an amazing, amazing time to sit around with friends, drink bourbon, talk about uh, indus- industry-related stuff, and maybe some things that aren't, you know, so much in the industry, but just a lot of fun hanging out. Glad you guys could come to Louisville.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for
5: having, you're having us, Jim. Yeah, yeah it was Randy. a drum.
1: My bourbon journey. My Dan. Dan, we're looking forward to, uh, Dusty, to Dan. Dusty Dan. Dan, Dusty yes, sir. you know, taste of trout. No, <laughs> <laughs>
5: just joking.
1: <laughs> anyway, guys, we enjoyed it. All a lot yeah, of this fun. This was a great time, man. Yeah. thank let's, you very let's much.
2: Let's do this again real soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Sounds good. All right.